0: welcome to another exciting thrill-packed, well, not really, yeah. episode of your favorite podcast Hindsight is Horrifying. Woo. I'm Jason Mitchell and I'm here with my co-host
1: Darth Jader
0: and we have, guess what folks, another special guest.
1: From a Shakespeare group. <laughs> yeah. <His laughs> name- apparently those are our <laughs> only friends.
0: His name is Adam.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the fourth Adam. No, no. just kidding. No. He actually has a different name and I'll bring him on in just a second, listeners.
0: But today we're going to be going back to <laughs> a, uh, a a show that sort of crossed generations because I know people who were younger than me who loved the show. I know people who are older than me who love the show. Oh, yes. Uh, in, in and. I believe I heard a rumor somewhere that they're thinking about rebooting it.
1: I, um, I saw hints yeah. of it when I was looking up facts about it online. If you haven't
0: guessed it yet, yeah. Um, the uh, the show that we're going to be talking about today is... The
1: Animaniacs! Yes.
0: <laughs> Darth, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Okay, so, yes, as Jason was saying, this is kind of a classic from my childhood, and uh, our guest obviously picked the content, but the synopsis on it, I, I had to look it up, listeners, because... Usually, a synopsis is a pretty straightforward description, and so I just had to see what they wrote down about Animaniacs, which on Google is, Blending wit, slapstick, and pop culture references, the variety show Animaniacs features a large cast of characters, whose predominant personalities are the Warner Brothers, Yakko and Wacko, and their sister Dot, three inseparable siblings, who have a great time creating havoc and mayhem in the lives of everyone they meet. The series, which originally ran from 93 to 98, also features a number of comedic comedic educational segments often in musical form yes which is about as general and yeah yeah diplomatic sort of, as you can <laughs> yeah, be that's a very in generic way of describing a show absolutely
0: well uh it, it is it is an animated series uh it's not the first animated series we've done
1: no we've done spongebob yeah uh we've done uh i Think that was the one animated series we've I think done the only animated series We've done animated we've movies, not series. Yeah. Like we did Shrek and so yeah, this is the second animated series I believe that we've done.
0: Well, and of course, uh once again we found ourselves faced with the situation where the show was just it was too massive, it was too big. The the oeuvre was too complex for the two of us to handle this on our own. Exactly. So we had to enlist the help of somebody else and Darth, why don't you Tell us who that is.
1: Well, this is Adam. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Shakespearean (laughs) slip, guys. No, just kidding. This is another friend of ours from uh, our Shakespeare group that we met at Act One Theater. His name is Randy. We've actually mentioned him on our Much Ado episode because he played Don John in our production of Much Ado About Nothing. So, Randy, how about we say hi to the listeners?
2: Hi, listeners. Guys, appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah,
0: you're very welcome. Absolutely. Now, this was your choice, Uh, because it's it's always the uh, the guest gets to pick the show. Tell us uh, why'd you pick Animaniacs?
2: Well, I was having a conversation um, with the two of you and listening to you discuss the uh, podcast. And the entire basis of the podcast is things that we watched as children that were wildly inappropriate. (laughs) And now that we're looking at it as uh, adults and
1: wondering why our parents let us watch them in the first place. That's right, and.
2: (laughs) There is no better example of that in my mind than Animaniacs, in particular, this episode that I have uh, selected this evening.
1: Well, and this, uh, your selection, Randy, actually reminds me of one of my first memories of when you and I first met, uh, and you were telling this story at our Much Ado Rap Party, where you were like, yeah, I remember Darth came up to me, and she was like, hey, Randy, remember this cartoon from when we were kids? And you were like, no, 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 I'm a little bit older than you are, and I... I, I hope it was a compliment that I thought you were my age, so there you go, but you were like, no, 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 uh, I'm a little bit older, so no, I don't really remember that, but then you surprised me by turning around and selecting Animaniacs, which was in its heyday when I was a kid, so I thought that was really funny.
2: That's right. It. Uh, uh, I, I was watching it uh, while I was in college. Um, it was a wonderful afternoon distraction, uh, which was right in the middle of whatever afternoon cartoons they used to show on uh, on TV. Sure. And so... To be fair, at the time, I did realize that the very adult content was adult content. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I knew a lot of kids who watched the show. Oh yeah, hilarious. yeah, oh I absolutely, mean, yeah.
0: It, it's not it's not a show like you know South Park where it's just so obvious no parents gonna let them do it. I mean it's 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 subtle you know uh, it's, it's well it's, it's subtle ro- enough
1: yeah it's very Rocco in the sense that <coughs> kids would remember it for the stories whereas adults would remember it for the jokes right. so I uh, yeah and that's one thing I was trying to think back on because Animaniacs wasn't necessarily my favorite show so I did have to reimmerse myself and check it out a little bit more and remind myself oh yeah I did, I remember this episode uh, I but there are so many characters that I don't particularly remember Yakko, Wakko, and Dot stories specifically. I remember Pinky and the Brain. I remember mm, Buttons yeah, the Dog. I remember yeah. a lot of different hodgepodge characters. Does anybody remember two, uh,
0: two Stupid Dogs?
1: Oh, my God, yes. Okay, good. I, yeah. <laughs> two Stupid Dogs. Yeah,
0: very few people remember that show. With the kazoo intro.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Ball. I loved that show. Ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why don't uh, one of you tell us, yeah, I know you read the synopsis, but what... Uh, for those of you who are just, what is that horrible, disgusting word? Uh, young. Um, hey, now. Don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> what What is the show actually about?
1: I, Well, okay. I think Randy and I could actually give different perspectives on that since I started watching it when I was probably single digits and you started watching it in college. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what the show was about because in the description, and it's a very apt description, it's a variety show. It's just a bunch of different sketches geared toward kids, so it's a lot of color, a lot of zaniness, and pop culture references, which sometimes I'd get, sometimes I wouldn't, Uh, and it just, a lot of the jokes just went straight over my head, but it was mostly just fun for me to watch the colorful characters run around and... Whack each other with you know big mosquito uh, or bug smackers, or whatever it was that they hit each other with, big clubs or mallets like it it was just a really noisy, fun cartoon to my recollection
2: yeah t- to me watching this um when I was nineteen twenty twenty one years old um it is a it is a Warner Brothers production, Yes. and I think to a certain extent, there was a very intentional tie back to the other Warner Brother cartoons is that the pinky. Pinky did, in the Brain,
1: yeah.
2: yes. Of uh, from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the Bugs Bunnies, the uh, Porky Pigs, the Daffy Ducks. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think it's that eg- exact same uh, formula, just sort of reinvented for the 90s.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it's cool because they really did a good job capturing that feel, and also incorporating some of the old, um, the the cinematic comedy that yes. was around at that time. Right. You know, I mean, it has sort of a you know, you've got little hints of Bob Hope. Little hints of Jerry Lewis. You know, oh, yeah. You know, all, they all make Dean Martin yeah. jokes. It's just like, <clears> yeah. It's all yeah. And,
1: uh, actually mentioning, uh, Adam Darby's second episode because you brought up your favorite Disney character, Jason, that you were surprised to see when you were in California.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh and yeah. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And they kind of go back to an almost Oswald style of animation when it comes to the Warner Brothers and Warner sister dot. They've got that black and white look that Mickey used to have and, uh what's really funny about that is that I read a story where when they were originally promoting this show in 1993, people who were involved with the show decided to put a big balloon version of Yakko mm-hmm. on top of the Warner Brother Tower to, you know, alert people like, hey, we've got yeah, a new cartoon yeah. coming down the pike. And the guy who ran the studios at the time, what was his name? Jack Warner. Uh, No, (laughs) but I'll come back to that. But in Burbank, oh, uh, Bob Daly, who ran Warner Brothers Studio at the time, mistook Yakko the Balloon for Mickey Mouse. And the uh, reason why that happened is because uh, yako has got those sort of tarpy shorts on. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, from a distance, you could t- sort of see how it looks like the old school Mickey Mouse, from and a distance, thinking it was a prank, you look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Daly thought it was a prank, so he had the balloon taken down, and. Uh, he didn't understand that it was a promotional thing for the show, uh, but once he found out that that's what it was, he was like, oh, okay, we need to change his look a little bit. So yeah. from there, they added whiskers to the Warner Brothers and Dot to make them look a little bit different from Mickey so that they you couldn't make that mistake going forward. Right, right, right.
2: That's the sort of background of the story, as a matter of fact, that um, the whole, the whole Yakko, Wacko, and Dot mythos, if you will, um, mm-hmm. was that they were these uh, cartoon characters from the 20s and 30s um, but who were just too zany for the studio to deal with, so they end up locking yes. them in the Warner Brothers right, Tower, right,
1: yeah. and they locked all their footage in a, in a safe, right. and yeah.
2: And so they finally escaped in the '90s and started to wreak havoc. To on the, seek uh, their
0: vengeance against, against the <laughs> living.
1: Yeah. I don't think it got that serious, but yeah. you know.
0: Well, if they reboot it, they'll you know it'll be a dark reboot. You know, they'll get uh, Tarantino
2: to do his his Animaniacs. That'll get real. Did you hear
0: Tarantino was talking about uh, doing a new uh, Star Trek movie? Quentin Tarantino, Star Trek. I actually heard that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, apparently because somebody said, what if we did a Star Trek movie where people said bad words? (gasps) <gasps> I know, let's get Tarantino. That's literally
1: I, I, just an old animated way to, uh, yeah. the Rock's modern life approach. Hey, give me an yeah. occupation. <laughs> yeah. Give me a situation. It, like,
0: it, I mean, it, it's literally like somebody just went, what do we got? Uh, Star Trek? With but with cursing, Tarantino, huh? Huh? I'm an executive. Give Yowza. me a bonus.
1: <laughs> oh, the spices that There's, we'll yeah. go into There's that. No blood in Star
0: Trek
2: is the
1: trouble,
0: obviously. right? Yeah, it, it's not. Well, I, that's why the yeah. shirts are red. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it substituted blood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, and this is another thing I didn't remember about the show is that it's when it does say variety show, they're not kidding because it's three different mini episodes within a 21 minute time frame. Kind of like Rocco's Modern Life, except they they uh, did two episodes per frame for Rocco, but I didn't remember that for whatever reason. And maybe that's how they kept the attention of younger kids: is the fact that the story changes oh. every ten minutes. Like, right, but that yeah, yeah. that
2: was the same you know strategy of the original Warner Brother cartoons, as they is. were seven minute yeah. shorts that you showed in a movie theater before the actual. Uh, right. Main thing, but then we got to see them as kids, and I say we, me and Jason, yeah. we got to see them as kids <laughs> on Saturday morning uh, when we watch an hours of worth of uh, of Warner Brother cartoons that ended up being six episodes. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: And I can, th- I can, there was a I little. Actually, why Cleopatra and Mark Anthony
1: killed themselves? <laughs> Which is just so random. That's the middle yeah. episode that we're talking about right, right. now.
2: Uh, as when I was rewatching the episode, it totally struck me for the first time. It never occurred to me when I was watching this the first time. Total reference to... Uh, to um, Sonny Bono? <laughs> not... If, <laughs> if no, no,
1: they specifically bring him up several no, times in this segment. They do,
2: but Elizabeth Taylor in, oh, in her yeah. version of Cleopatra. Oh, and, yeah, with the, the blue eye shadow <clears throat> and everything. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. big time. ridiculousness of her personality. Well, yeah.
1: and y'all may have missed it a second ago because in the second uh, Cleopatra episode in the middle, uh, Cleopatra's seeking the perfect cat uh, in all of Egypt. And meanwhile, Runt and Rita, the the opposite pair on Animaniacs. The it's just this couple. big, goofy dog. Yeah, they're the odd couple. Uh, and Rita's just this prissy feline, and she hangs out with this big, goofy dog named Runt. Uh, they are seeking out Sonny Bono That's in right. in Palm Beach, thinking that they're going to go live with him, and they wind up in ancient Egypt, you know, six in one, half a dozen in the other. Yeah, and like you do. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you do. And so they wind up, Runt ends up a slave, helping build the pyramids while uh Rita is living the life of Brian as, you know, the, a pharaoh's cat. But later we find that they're going to try and sacrifice Rita. But all the while, uh, they're they're trying to find the perfect cat for Cleopatra. And they hand her this blue cat at one point. And he's from Tiny Toons. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. So uh, I was like, "Where do I recognize that cat from?" So I had to do a little research because I was like, "I know that face," but it was just a little a quick reference to Tiny Get out Toon here, Adventures. Garfield. <laughs> Field.
0: You cats all look alike.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> when but did when did this uh, when did the show actually go in the air? 1993. 93. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I was 14 when the show came in the air. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I graduated from high school in 1993.
0: I was only three years behind you. I'm not going to yeah. tell you guys how old I was in yeah.
1: 1993. <laughs> It'll sting she a little was, bit more. She was born in 1993. Uh, no, I was not. I was born before that, but but thank but, you. But but not very <laughs> long before that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's like the other day I was, I was telling somebody, you know, uh, as we approach 2020, it really makes me feel weird to say I was born in the 1970s. Because yeah. that, even to me now, well, that sounds like such just, a long time ago. But you're
1: on the cusp. I'm you're on the seven, edge. Yeah, yeah you're I'm on the right edge. on the edge. It's it's not even really the 70s. It's, I mean, I know it is. Hey, Carter
0: still. was president when I was born, so that counts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Um oh I did really relate to the opening uh, the intro music on this episode though Randy because they change it up a little That's bit right. from All the episode Simpsons. Yeah uh it, yeah exactly so they changed the intro music and on this one it, it, it they're rhyming it with a uh, wacko eats his snacks while Bill Clinton plays the sax. And no, I right, was just like, yeah. oh, no, I remember no, that. No. Yeah.
2: Actually, that one is in every single episode. It oh, was, is it? There okay. was, we'll have to go back and watch it. I don't remember what this one was, but uh the one that I always remember, and I, I remember that they change it every single episode when I was rewatching this episode. Right. Because I always remember it as a reference to Dick Cheney. Oh, um, okay. Because the word is an "ainy," It rhymes. Ah, uh, um, got it. Uh, and so we'll have to go back and re- recall what, what it did, was yeah, this I, I'm trying to
3: think
0: of something to rhyme with Lewinsky, but...
3: <laughs> it's, that's
1: it's why not, they had to go with sacks yeah, instead of coming, sex. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it cool. rhymed with snacks, yeah. so there you go. This, was,
2: this was before the impeachment sh- proceedings. Yeah, that, yes, it that, was yeah, before true, the yeah. scandal. Uh yeah. This This might
1: have been before the Bronco chase, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I mean,
0: this was back whenever he played the uh, saxophone on Arsenio. Oh, I was going to say on Arsenio. Yeah, 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 because John
1: Mulaney talks about that in his stand-up. He said, I remember being a kid and watching Bill Clinton come up with his campaign, and kids love Bill Clinton because he'd he'd make appearances on MTV, and they'd be like, hey, Senator Clinton, what's your favorite food? I don't know, fries. And we're like, yay, we eat fries. And so (laughs) (laughs) kids just like Bill Clinton. because fries. He was, he was I, he's like just that. like me, exactly. So yeah, when I saw and you, this, and
0: you hear the voice of democracy dying in the corner, <laughs> <laughs> representative just, government just
1: it's withering a slow <laughs> death. Bill
2: Clinton's just like me; he never inhaled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
1: But yeah, so there's that. Um, but we we kind of totally gloss over the first segment of this episode, which is this almost. Murder on the Orient Express, but it's on a, a riverboat. Uh, it's Murder on the Nile. Yeah, Murder on the Nile. So, yeah, because I wrote all of them down. The first one is, uh, Woke, no run, Home in Home on Denial is the one with Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Right. The, the first one is the uh, Hercule Yako. Hercule Yacco. Hercule yeah. Yacco, yeah. Which, which is, it's, a, yeah. it's a takeoff
2: of the Agatha Christie Murder yeah. on the Nile.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, okay, sorry. I, right. I misunderstood what you were the, going the, for. The great Poirot. Exactly. Yeah. While uh, Yakko is investigating, because th- this is the re- one of the reasons you said you wanted to talk about this show, Randy, exactly is right. uh, the joke about Prince. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: So in the uh, episode, there is a crime. There is a uh, allegedly a stolen diamond, mm-hmm. um, and it just so happens that the world's greatest detective, Hercule Yako, happens to be on board, yes. along with his... Uh, Two associates—I forget what their names are—so um, they come in to investigate the 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 theft. Mm-hmm. And so Yako directs Dot start dusting for Prince, <laughs> and she does indeed do so. And
1: she yells from the corner, "I she, found she, Prince!"
2: She literally pulls him out of the closet. Mm-hmm. The singer, mm-hmm. the singer mm-hmm. for those of you who the, aren't aware, the artist formerly formerly known as Prince. Yeah, that's true. Yeah um and is cradling him like a little baby as, as jade uh indicated um that uh he he
1: we locate, prince. locate yes, prince yes yes
2: and yako says no 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 fingerprints and she looks at prince and goes i don't think so and throws and him out the yeah, portal yeah, him out the yeah, window yeah and, and you know that's
0: it's quick and that's the you know the best of those you know jokes that we didn't get when we were kids were the ones that were like that they were they just they were in there they were quick it was over with and then you're like wait you know years later you hear it and you go wait a minute
1: that's something that your mom might have been cooking dinner in the background like chopping vegetables and she would have heard that joke and looked over her shoulder and thought what did i and really then, just
2: hear that yeah is
1: that from a kid's cartoon just... I,
0: I honestly don't even think my parents would have would have gotten it. I, I think my parents didn't get half of the jokes. No,
1: well, I think it's funny because I, and it's funny how naive your parents can be sometimes. I remember my yeah. parents, uh, they were avid country music listeners back in the day, and they once asked me while the song was on the radio we were in their car, and they were like, Jade, what is Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy? And I was like, I'm not explaining that to you. And they said, why? What's wrong with it? And I was like, well, once you again. See,
0: you see, during the First World War... Um, <laughs> Really? No, mom. We're not getting this. Yeah. We're just
1: not. No, you know. Horse shortage. Yeah, exactly.
0: One one thing about. Adopt, uh, don't shop. Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's illegal. Oh, you're talking? (laughs) Oh, you're talking. Sorry, I thought. Horses. Never mind. Horses. Yeah, horses. Horses. Sorry, sorry. sorry, I thought you were about cowboys. Not cowboys. Uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm always shopping for cowboys. Yeah, brought
0: silence. that to a yeah, yeah, There you go. Well, okay. So one of the things that I always like to get into whenever we talk about a show that, because if you if you had a time machine and you traveled back to you know when you were you know eight, thirteen, whatever, mm-hmm. I've always said one of the things that would surprise all of us would be how many shows there were. You know, we watched a lot of TV. Yes. We really watched a lot of TV, but. Some things stick, like this stuck for you. And it's always interesting to think, well, you know, why did Animaniacs stick? But, you know, two stupid dogs totally failed and hard to
1: wonder because two stupid dogs is brilliant. It was, pure brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. brilliant.
0: Yeah. But, you know, why does something stay with you from when you were a kid? You know, and I it, it for me, a big part of it was just the fact that if it came on at the right time after school. You know, it became a part of my routine, and then that was it. And that's something we've
1: discussed, too. It's kind of like how you said the Nick at Night block – that you yes. look forward to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. when I look back on the Nick at Night, Which talk, I think I, I think didn't...
0: Conan is on Nick at Night now. So
1: yeah, so it was that seventy show? It's depressing. Uh, but you had to put up with certain shows in your quote unquote block of shows. For instance, I was never a big fan of Green Acres, but it eh. came on before the Dick Van Dyke show. Right, yeah, so I had to put up with a half hour of Green Acres <laughs> yeah. in order to watch the hey, Dick Van Dyke show. It, it
0: wasn't bad, but it wasn't. I mean. It, it was up. just
1: kind of, meh. yeah. It, 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 that's one of those things that never stood. Exactly, it never stood out. But you know, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> but I adore Dick Van Dyke I love the Beverly Hillbillies oh, like yeah, I K. love Dikes all of those but, but with the block it's kind of like what you said Jason it just becomes a part of your routine you yeah. get home at 4pm every day from school and yeah the first show you want to catch is Recess or that seventy yeah. show or whatever it yeah. was that came on Save as for me bell. it was Boy Meets World yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. was huge when I yeah. would come home from school yes. And I had to get home right at four. I'd usually miss the first couple of minutes yeah. because my bus was a few minutes behind that schedule. So there'd be two episodes of Boy Meets World, then an episode of Something I Didn't we Care didn't About. We didn't have buses. They didn't, they, <laughs> walk to school they, in they the, the snow both ways. <laughs> no, seriously. It, 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 it,
0: it, there were no buses that ran out to where I lived. Oh, that's just... Yeah. Well, yeah. you've
1: talked about times before Blockbuster and whatnot. It, it was oh, just yeah. the dark ages when yeah. you grew up. Yeah, I remember when <laughs> The days
0: bu- of yore. Yeah, I remember when Blockbuster was a new thing. You know when it put all the other video rental stores out of business before it Mom became a tape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Before it became a things Tim Howard could say. Yeah. Oh joke. my god! Do,
2: do you remember laser discs? Oh yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I never had a laser disc. When I was in college, I tried to get one on eBay. My,
2: my dad had a laser disc, and he had two two discs. One was Gandhi, the other was Pirates of Penzance. Oh, I, I thought it. you were
0: gonna say one was you know, hidden <laughs> under his mattress. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> Emmanuel in those. space.
1: <laughs> I don't think they made those in laserdisc. What is this? What is this laserdisc you speak No, the, it's the, fine. the
2: porn industry was too smart to ever invest its money in laser discs. <laughs> yeah. They they're very good at picking the technologies that are gonna uh, stick around, you know? Well my guess is the world where where the porn industry goes, the world follows. Yeah. Yeah. If
1: all the porn were taken off the internet, there'd only be one website left, and it'd be called Bring Back the Porn. Yeah, care, careful with that scripts.
0: joke. It's, it's an antique. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, we're not going too far back. We actually had one of our guests try to explain to me what a VHS cassette was, and I was like, yeah, I, I appreciate that you think that I'm that young, but it, it's it's funny how we, we've gone through different generations of technology well, on this show. Do you know what a Betamax cassette is? I do oh, yeah. indeed, okay. Yes. Well, you Believe know, it or not,
0: the the thing about the old mom and pop video stores too that was so nice was that you know Alfalfa, uh, our, Alfalfa was the name of our mom and pop video store. Okay, um, Blockbuster was, you know, they had I- any Blockbuster you went to, more or less, they had about the same selection, you know, um, because they got all their tapes from the same people. Yeah, but the mom and pop stores, you would go had in there stuff that you've and never even they heard would of yeah they would have yeah. the weirdest most eclectic. In fact, the, the the reason I like anime was because this little mom and pop video store had just had this, you know, th- they called it, uh, it was back when they called it Japanimation. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, um, and it was great because we as kids were able to rent these incredibly inappropriate movies. Oh, they're horrendous, yeah. <laughs> because our parents thought... Well, they're cartoons. It's a cartoon. How, how bad could a cartoon possibly be?
1: Bob's Burgers, Family Guys, oh, South no. Park. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, those were very obvious no, no. adult. Cartoons. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But and, back and, in the day, that George, used to, I mean, yeah. it
2: was it was Simpsons that really woke that generation up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the Simpsons came along that anybody had any adult had any sense that you could actually have. A cartoon for
1: adults. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and and that, that used to be the measuring stick. Oh, oh it's yeah. a cartoon? It's safe for the kids to watch. Yeah. Who, I've literally heard my parents say that. Yeah. Oh, it's just cartoons. It's, it's nothing animated. Yeah, the, uh, it, And, and the know? thing is,
0: you know, if you go back to, you know, the the, the 30s, um, the, the cartoons, when cartoons first came out, they were explicitly meant for adults. They were, they were not originally contemplated oh, yeah. as being things for kids. So like they when,
1: when you look at the origin stories of SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, hell, yeah. even Bob's Burgers, which is still considered its, it's adult fare. Bob's Burgers started out with the family as cannibals. But Well, they weren't did, actually
0: cannibals.
1: No, no, they were serving human flesh in their restaurant. That's why the first yeah. episode. But they weren't
2: eating it. So that's why they weren't.
1: OK, friends. well, yeah. I'm sorry they were they were making cannibalism accessible to the neighborhood gang. Uh, let me rephrase that, but no that that's why the first episode is called Human Flesh because originally the show was supposed to be a lot darker than it is, yeah, and they're like, no, you know this is on fox we're we're not going to do that and so they had to sort of revamp things. Yeah,
2: I could just never get over Archer being a Burger a
1: fry cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, it's almost like somebody told them, "Hey, you know how we had Lucy, daughter of the devil? Yeah, and remember how it got canceled? Uh huh. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, again. don't make that happen okay? again. Yeah, you know, we're not we're Fox. We're not going to run death clock.
1: And it's on its t- tenth season. Yeah, tenth uh, coming to premiere up. premiere yeah. in September. I and think. the movie
0: uh, they're they're going to start working on the movie soon. <gasps> yeah, I did not know this. Yeah, it's uh, so it's going to be a musical.
1: Of course it is. Yeah, I don't know. The obviously the sis- the Sassy Sisterhood musical yeah. to Die Hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, if you go back and you look at like the old uh, um, Bugs Bunny cartoons. And you know, when I was a kid, because of Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon played the old Warner Brothers cartoons uh, like every day. So I watched Looney Tunes all the time. Sure. And looking back on it, they they were not inappropriate. I mean, I really even thinking back on it now, they they weren't.
1: Not even in an irreverent way, the way this show is. There would be, I I can see some crossover because in the first segment of this episode, for instance, when they're they're doing the uh, Agatha Christie parody, uh, they're making really silly jokes like, Hey, I want everybody to wait for me in the state room, and the door has yeah. a picture of the United wah, wah, States of wah. America. That kind of stuff. Bugs Bunny would make those kind of jokes, and yeah. Elmer Fudd, all those guys would make yeah. jokes like that.
0: Well, but, but like uh, Bugs Bunny, I mean, back in the '30s, you know, there was a, a short called Little Hot Red Little Hot Riding Hood, mm-hmm. and you know, you can imagine what it was, what what it was about. I mean, like these things were not. You know, and I think that's the thing that parents didn't get with, like, with the Japanese stuff because in Japan it was the same way. Animation was not for kids, it was something that it became for kids. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, not what it originally yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't ever, you know, don't ever go to the video store and rent Ninja Scroll and try to watch that with your with your mom. Uh, she she will not like it. She might like it, but she's not going to let you watch it. You know,
1: y'all won't like it together.
0: Yeah, no, it would be it's like a, at the
1: time my dad and I made the mistake of watching Team America together. That was, uh, that was yeah. It was no, not you don't want to
0: watch that with your with your dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have a friend of mine though. Uh, well, Adam, uh, the one from Middle Texas. Aged Man. Yes, Middle Aged Adam. <laughs> um. He, not, not me middle-aged, Adam. Right. He, um, his dad is the exact opposite of that. He was he was always the coolest guy because he was the one who, uh, he, he really didn't care if he was watching something like that and we as teenagers were hanging out, you know, over at yeah. the house. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever.
1: That's kind of a dad thing, though. It's like, meh. Nah.
0: Yeah. It's like, Dads I, don't really crack down. I'm not, stuff, like, I'm not comfortable hard. and I'm not getting out of my chair, so if that means you <laughs> kids watch this, I, I can't really be held accountable.
1: There you go. <laughs> I was out of range, honey. I couldn't hear what was on the TV. I don't know what these kids are watching.
0: Honey, to be fair, I was very drunk at the time.
2: <laughs> uh, I recall being about eight, nine years old, speaking of Prince, um, and somebody had cable and we were at a party. Uh, it was an adult party, but all the Purple kids were hanging rain. out inside. <laughs> Purple Rain came yep. comes on and... Apollonia comes out of the water, man, and just oh as she my. did, somebody's dad walked in. Oh
1: no! And he's a
2: and I probably am not going to repeat exactly what he said with reference to her particular bit of anatomy, but it yes. was <laughs> it was definitely a tacit approval at what the boys were watching. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, because I mean, you know, as, as a father, I'm sure you know that the day you became a father, that part of your brain that was able to psychically detect things like that became active, <laughs> nah. and it's like, wait.
1: My dad radar is going. Guys, off. I got to go.
0: The kids are watching something.
1: <laughs> well, and, and it seems to, there's no limit on the age for that either. Because I remember I was watching Meet the Fockers by myself. I was about 20. <laughs> That's and, a sad story. No, do I was you, in my, do you, do you, I was home, you, do you, do I was home for the summer and I was watching it in my parents' living room. And I'm, I'm by myself. And then my mom was upstairs doing laundry or something. And then she sees what I'm watching. She goes, Oh, I remember that movie being funny and sits down and watch it with me. Then they start talking about the subject of circumcision and how uh, yeah, no. Ben Stiller's got botched, and I laughed at a joke about an anteater meets a German army helmet. And my mom was like, <laughs> "How do you know what that means?" I said, "I don't. It just sounds horrendous." Yeah, <laughs> I have no
2: idea what this joke I, is about. No, did, <laughs> did I sure tell you on? I took an anatomy class yes. in college?
1: They taught us health in high school. You're aware of that, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's the
0: thing though. You can't. You can't go. I mean, I remember as a kid watching movies, and if there was any nudity, you know, at first it's like. This really big deal, you know, you know. No, no, fast forward or whatever. <laughs> it's like eventually, my you know. You know what? My dad's like, yeah, turn your head.
1: Like, Let's just well see. That's my dad and my's policy. If there's ever an awkward moment of something of that nature happening in a movie that we don't expect, we just stare straight forward and never discuss say, it. Yeah, exactly. It's never gonna come up again. Exactly. We implemented that policy a lot with Team America yeah. with the puppets clacking together
0: that's a good dad policy to have which is just uh dad did you nope we're not discussing it it so. didn't happen
2: <laughs> so i have a, a friend happened. and former colleague um who i used to work with and he uh his mother-in-law lived in california i was living in nashville at the time and the mother-in-law came to visit for christmas and they were at the mall and decided to see a uh, movie while they were at the mall. And somehow or another, I forget whether it was uh, Bad Santa or Bad Santa no. 2. No! <laughs> Either um, way. <laughs> yeah, sure. doesn't well, make a difference. <laughs> but but he, he tells the story brilliantly. Um, and I'm pr- probably not going to be able to, again, provide all the details. Um, but there was, you know, the, the, it opens up. Christmas song is playing. Camera's panning through the mall. It goes into a store. It goes back into a dressing room where there's some very uh risque anky-panky. noises going on <laughs> ah. in one of the dressing rooms. And uh and after a moment where they that, that stops and they're they're breathing heavy, uh Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton says to uh the young lady whom he's with Lauren Graham, I Lauren think Graham. girl, you ain't gonna shit right for a week.
3: <laughs> oh god. Not not
2: something you ever want
0: to be in the presence of of your mother in law. No, you just you don't. Mother in law would be so much worse because I can't laugh. (laughs) No, no, I I have to pretend I didn't hear. I'm still trying
1: to make a good impression on this. Quick, get your phone out. (laughs) She
2: doesn't have to love me.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like
2: oh no, I was checking
0: my email. She's under no
1: obligation. Oh, I just got a funny text. What's (laughs) happening on the screen? Uh,
0: Was that one of his (laughs) goofabouts?
1: I'm sure it was funny in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but see, and that's I don't get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's. Can you what explain what he, it? To no, me? that. Yeah, you have to ask your mother-in-law. I don't get that joke. What was he talking about? Can you
1: draw me a picture?
0: <laughs> Do you understand it, mother-in-law?
1: <laughs> well, I think that was the argument that you did. dads gave up at that point because moms would continue arguing. Yeah. If you're like, "Do you understand it?" Well, of course I understand it. Do you? And she's get your mom is yeah. going to keep arguing yeah. with you, whereas your dad's like, "Did you understand that?" And you're like, "Did you?" And he's like, "You know what? Respect. Yeah, let's yeah. just leave this lie." <laughs>
2: Don't ask the question if you don't want to know the answer. Exactly. exactly.
1: Um, But one thing I wanted to bring up about this episode—it's—it's it's actually incredibly apt, Randy, that you chose this particular episode of Animaniacs. Uh, the closing segment is a Shakespeare segment. Yes. 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 Which we only talk to people who we've met in our Shakespeare group. So as you, yeah, we're gonna know run, run out of people point. pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. are. Um, but yeah, I just—I actually wrote down the whole sketch, sketch. I thought it was so funny because. Uh, Yako gets up and does Puck's closing speech from *Midsummer right. Night's Dream*. Exactly.
2: And not only is that a and that was a show shame, that we were in together.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It was there any, any rapping in it?
2: Um, in this version, <laughs> I'm not
1: sure. Uh, I, I get that. I think there was rapping but, in a version recently. But the
2: Batmobile is in it.
1: The, yeah, yes, yeah. and Batman and Robin show up.
2: Because in the nineties, Warner Brothers had the rights to Batman. They
1: That's did right. indeed. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, arguably, some would say the best Batman movie adaptation was Warner Brothers I don't remember what year it was, like God, that was that was like eighty nine, I think. The uh, Michael Keaton Batman. That two or I was about to say which the, one. The well the first one. Oh, okay. oh the first one was way better in Batman Returns. I don't
2: know. People have argued Batman really? Two is the best. I uh,
1: There's such a wide array of feelings Which
2: one had Michelle Pfeiffer in? it? Was that 2? That was 2. That was 2. 2 had Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito at, as, as penguin, which yes. was a genius. Oh my god, yeah. it
3: was
1: brilliant.
2: Yeah.
0: No, but uh yeah, but So yeah, I could see Warner Brothers, you know, playing. Warner Brothers has gone through a weird, you know, a weird phase. They're not really like they've got all these great properties
1: but they could never really figure out their overall theme. It was they don't have one particular feel. They've got yeah. so many different pans and so many different fires. Yeah, they they have
0: they haven't translated into the 21st century nearly as well as like Disney, you know. I no,
1: cuz they I mean, they were they had some success sort of in the early 2000s when they were the WB doing like oh, Dawson's yeah. Creek God, I remember and the WB yeah. Gilmore Girls and all those yeah. other shows that transferred over to the CB network, I believe it is. But
0: Remember it, those old networks that don't exist? I mean, I remember being in a hotel room somewhere and what is this? I remember U- the Warner- UPN?
1: What is UPN? U-P-N. The, I remember <laughs> the Warner Brothers Frog, right? Wasn't yeah. It? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hello, yeah. Hello, hello my baby, yeah. hello my darling, yeah,
3: my back time
1: That one, exactly. And uh, it's just like, I forgot that that was even associated with Warner Brothers because, like yeah. you said, Jason, they they've transitioned through so many different projects and shows throughout the years that are like, oh yeah, that was the WB. But you know,
0: the cool thing was that they would do things. Definitely back in the '90s, they would do things that were. There's I don't see studios doing like Babylon Five. My all-time favorite uh-huh. TV show was distributed by Warner Brothers, and because it was distributed by Warner Brothers. The
2: all-time favorite show was Babylon 5. Yes, all-time right. favorite Shots show. Fired. Just yeah. just checking. Just yeah. making sure I heard correctly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not season 1, season 2, 3 and 4. Um but because they were uh distributed by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. they got to use they they had access to all the Warner Brothers stuff and so they would they would put in uh like Bugs Bunny or they would put Daffy Duck in. Right in, in different places like that. And I was like, well, that, you know, that was cool. Warner Brothers then and
1: Space Jam happened. And, no, oh, I'm just God. kidding <laughs> with Space all the Jam. different cartoons.
0: I went to Fry's the other day and, you know, they always uh, not always, but they occasionally have, you know, a TV up in the front, you know, that they're, they're please yeah, buy, playing a movie. Pl- please don't buy it from Amazon. Buy it from us. <laughs> um, and then you talk to a salesman for 30 seconds there and you realize I'm just going to go buy it on Amazon. Sorry, because that, it's about yeah, three hundred dollars yeah.
1: cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I went in there the other day and they were playing Space Jam. That was welcome
1: to the Space Jam. Yeah, but it's
0: sort of you know someone at that store literally had to say, "What movie should I put on?" And 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 welcome. Well, they're, our they're
1: remaking Space Jam with what? yes. There was a rumor at the, at the very least. I so I'm not really a hundred percent sure about it, but there were different hints about maybe LeBron James uh, playing not happening.
2: LeBron doesn't have personality for it.
0: Yeah, oh, my, shoot. yeah. My, my, Michael Jordan was. Is Michael Jordan, you know.
1: Yeah, I, but Michael but, Jordan was ooh, never... Ooh, let's get,
2: get Scotty Pippen. Is, like, who, who, what, he was what, in the first one. What kids know who... Like, who Who knows who Bugs Bunny is anymore? Right, exactly. I mean, my my son does because I have forced him to watch a number of Bugs Bunny and Rollins. Well, if you've bringing, seen Lethal well,
1: Weapon, you know who Bugs Bunny well, is. Well, they're
0: actually bringing back all of the old Warner Brothers, uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, all, they're bringing it back. But they've explicitly said we're not aiming for kids. We're going to do Looney Tunes the way they're aiming for the audiences that remember watching Looney Tunes, but who are now grown ups.
1: We just about have to because the nostalgias so, have the right. battle.
2: Yeah. Right, it's, they're, doing, they're doing the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But without Michael Bay, hopefully.
0: Man, I loved that show when I was a kid. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. that that I was I was just I was obsessed with TMNT.
1: <laughs> I honestly haven't laughed so hard at a meme as I did the other day because it was talking about the difference between girls and uh, guys when you're growing up. It's like, yeah, OK, I didn't play with Barbie. I mean, all right, fine. I'm a girl. I grew up in the 90s. I had Barbie dolls, but that's just because my Ninja Turtles needed bitches. OK, <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> it's weird.
0: None of the girls that I hung out with play with Barbie.
1: I had them, but I mean, I had a hodgepodge. I had He-Man. I had a mixture of everything. It yeah. Just... <laughs> I love so, well, so the, t- many... the tiger from He-Man. That was my thing. Oh, yeah. So I, I was like, oh, He-Man comes with this? Okay, I don't care. I just want the green tiger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one he rode. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. What was his name?
2: Thundercat. Th- no, not Thundercat. <laughs> no, Thundercat Cringer. is his own Cring- thing. No, Cringer was... Uh, Cringer was... Cringer turned into Thundercat. Did he? Yeah. No, Thundercats was a show.
1: Yeah, Thundercats was oh, its own a, entity. No,
2: Cringer Which turned into cool Battle Cat. Battle, Battle, cat. Oh, okay, yeah. Battle
1: Something Cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. Do Something
0: either of like you that. remember the show Insectoids? No one remembers I don't remember it. No. No, you got to look it up. It was a show, it was the weirdest concept for a show. It was basically no. people, but they had sort of bug features and they had like they rode like these huge like like that, comp-
2: that was every cartoon in the 80s you <laughs> had yeah, this yeah you well. had uh what what were the ones with the the um silver hawks oh where they were like the half bird half like half robot bird half human
1: oh no that i remember vaguely um
2: uh. th- you had i was you, you were sp- you sp- I sparked a memory earlier when you were talking about like you, you keep watching these shows out of repetition and they stick in your head because of that. Remember street sharks. Oh yeah. Jawsome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> street <laughs> sharks. Oh, that, that just jumped out of the deepest, darkest yes. recesses of my she, brain. She, you could go skateboarding back.
2: Skateboarding shark, human. You could go
1: shark <laughs> things with like board shorts and yeah. skateboards. But he, he, yeah. To and be Valley fair. Boy he was, oh, he was
2: no manimal, man- you know, <laughs>
0: No one remembers animal. No, because you had animorphs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. But
2: but but other than GI Joe and Transformers, every cartoon in the '80s was something to do with a human and animal hybrid.
0: Yeah. Well, no, you're right there. I mean, uh, the animal. littles, the littles, they were Thunder sort cats. of mice. You know, they weren't mice, but the littles all sort of had mouse features. You remember well, the Littles, right?
1: Yeah, I do, but it it no, but it's making me flashback to a different episode of ours because what we talked about how animation evolves that way, it seems like the 80s went through something similar to what we did with Pixar. So like if we're back in the 80s, Randy made the point that like everything was humanoid animal hybrids. Mm-hmm. So then you get to Toy Story and the reason why they started out doing uh, movies about like toys and animals and such is because when they first started animating humans in that method of animation... Oh, it looked terrible. They, oh, yeah. it looked horrendous. Yeah, it looked right. really scary. Yeah. But then you evolve into stuff like Shrek and uh, you eventually start getting really good at animating people. But yeah. it started out... And we said the reason why Toy Story was acceptable because Woody's, you know... He's a person but he's a toy. Right, he's a, yeah. he's a little wooden chair. You, you don't
0: have, you don't have to worry about the uncanny valley with a toy and all that stuff. Right. You know? But
1: like maybe that was the sort of transition of the 80s as the humanoid animal It does thing. actually make sense
0: because if you if you mix a person with an animal as a cartoon character, it's probably going to be easier to draw because you don't, you're not trying to draw an accurate human, right? you mm-hmm.
2: know. And even in the 80s, it was prior to the use of computers, which yeah. means they were sending all this stuff overseas to have people yeah. do it by hand. Yeah.
1: Right, and so it was it was a little stiffer, but in, and they didn't have the same kind of budget as, say, Disney in the 90s, where Animated they can afford bigger. to bring in right. yeah. live lions for the animators to draw. Like, it's just, they don't have that same sort of quality going oh, on. Oh, yeah, so. yeah.
0: Well, um, and that, yeah, that's always the budget. So, I mean, yeah, like Ratatouille, where they had, a, a person who trained rats bring in pet rats, and just the halls were full of boxes of, of pet rats. So really? the, the animators could just go out and just look at them and see how they
2: moved. Huh. But yeah. that being said, I mean, if you look at the cartoons from the 80s, like, there's still almost a quantum leap from the cartoons of the 70s. Mm-hmm. I'll never know mm-hmm.
0: where
3: you, left. you know?
2: Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you the old Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. I mean, they were they were awful. Yeah. You know, I remember even as a kid watching stuff like, you know, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. and oh, going, the background is exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, It's the same background. <laughs> like everyone's
1: moving, but you're... it's just on a loop. Yeah, you yeah. Remember, yeah. the? Uh, uh, it's a simulation.
2: Spider-Man a simulation. and his amazing friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear they use the same background in every single episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, <sighs> or C-Lab. Yep. C Lab was 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 classic for that, which is great because then they made C Lab.
1: What is this C Lab? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I posted something to our Facebook account today, Jason, where it's like, oh, because Instagram child... was broken
2: today. What's... Yes, it was. Uh, Facebook was also broken today. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs>
0: and Oculus.
1: No, but it was something uh, to the effect of your childhood was awesome. If you remember uh, the Super Friends and mm. then it it's like Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, and then Wendy and Marvin and Super Dog. And I posted something to the effect of like those three were just the scrappy do of the Super Friends. And some of y'all just don't seem to realize
2: yeah. this. Yes, having yeah. Having recently gone back and watched... The Super Friends. I can tell you it, it does not age well. No, it doesn't. Oh, I, I no. guaranteed. No. But
1: have you guys seen the videos that somebody did where uh, they turned it into a Your Mama contest with the Super Friends? <laughs> so Batman <laughs> and Superman approach one another. And I'll put this in the show notes for you listeners. Uh Batman and Superman approach each other. And it's obviously two very large black men reading for these two incredibly white characters. And one of them walks up, and he's like, hey, man. And the, the, the jokes don't even make sense. It's something yeah. to be effective. Like, hey, man, your mama is so fat. When she goes to the grocery store, she uh, she buys groceries. And it's so terrible. But mm. they just sort of, it's one of those it bad fits. lip-dubs situations. Your mom, it's horrible.
0: Your mama's so fat, her doctor worried about her getting diabetes.
1: <laughs> no, one of them is when she sits on a chair... She she sits on it. It's, it's, it's so awful, but it's inexplicably funny. Yeah, and but
0: but you know, going back to the the whole quantum leap thing, you can do the joke again. I'll never know where okay. he left. <laughs> you know where he left. <laughs>
1: I think no, we've done that approximately yeah, but, forty times I mean, on we, this we're show. We're going
0: for every episode. Oh yeah. Um,
1: just like Community. Yeah.
0: Mm. See, I didn't bring it up. You I know, brought but it up it's, this stuck time. In my, it's
1: rented space in my head now. It's all your fault.
0: Um. But when you, when you look at uh, – because one of the great things, in fact, maybe the greatest thing about our civilization today is that we can go on YouTube and just look at – 30, 40 minutes of just You can just fall down intros. a rabbit hole of distractions. Well, you can just find intros from shows. Uh-huh. And it's literally like the the intro to The Real Ghostbusters, the intro to The Littles, the intro to Mask. Anybody remember Mask? Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Mask was I had, awesome. I had all
2: the toys. <laughs> oh Not only did I watch the show, I had all the toys. Dude, Mask was the bomb, man. Yeah, it was.
1: Well, and as opposed to our parents who had to remember all of these songs, because... When yeah, when I was growing up, it was kind of funny. My dad would sing me jingles and stuff to entertain me from commercials that he remembered as a kid. Yeah. Like, uh, t- I am the Frito Bandito. <laughs> sure. No, like, two all will patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, like, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's just what was stuck in his head, whereas we have this big cheat system of YouTube and right. the internet. Yeah. And we, like you said, we can go up and look up anything that we want. And even, he was even singing me songs from... Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Mm -hmm. where he said they would go through the zoo or something and the little dad and boy puppet the little boy would ask the dad, like, what is that animal, dad? Or, like, look there, daddy, do you see there's a bird Cthulhu, in his tuxedo? <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, that's not what it is at all. That's an animal. People call a penguin. And that's just stuff that's stuck in his head. Oh, yeah, and So yeah. he would sing that to me when oh, yeah. I was little. Yeah. But with us, we can go and look up the lyrics. We never have to actually question that. Well, but... and, the,
0: and the weird thing is that when you do that, because I did the other day, not the other day, but this was a while ago, I, I went and I watched the... Um, the Nickelodeon, the uh, the bumpers that they would do a Nickelodeon.
1: Bumper. Know? Yeah.
0: You know, and, and it was, you know, the nick 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 nick. nick Nickelodeon. No. Yep. And it was the weirdest thing. I'm like watching these and it's it's like I had this sort of like sense memory where I felt this feeling like I was sitting at my grandmother's house. Uh-huh. Watching it dip. on that crappy TV. Yep. You know, and it's like, oh my
1: God it... on that TV that was roughly the size of my current car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, this oh god, I, my my grandmother had a TV that you know, kids these days don't know what vertical hold means. No. But when <laughs> you when anymore. you're trying to watch Swamp Thing on USA And, uh, because (laughs) Swamp Thing came on before Airwolf and you really wanted to watch Airwolf Airwolf. and, and you just had to sit through Swamp Thing. Oh yeah. Oh, Blue Thunder was awesome. Roy Scheider. Uh, Yeah. But then the TV would start, literally the image would just flip and flip and mm -hmm. flip and you would have to adjust something called vertical hold until you locked it in place. So you could just (laughs) make your brother hold on to the (laughs) rabbit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The yeah. image would just shift yeah, it until you lined it up. Yeah. But yeah. I, speaking of the Nickelodeon bumpers, one of the ones that still sticks with me is it was these three, not like rockette dancers, but it was these three female singers and they would sing, after these messages, we'll, we'll be we'll right back. back. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. I totally remember that. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I, I have a question about Animaniacs real quick. I seem to remember... Oh, right. We're talking about Animaniacs. (laughs) I seem to remember that there was a Spielberg connection. Yeah, he produced it. He he was the producer? He was the producer. (laughs) Man, Spielberg used to be... I mean, okay, Spielberg is still awesome. As a human being, (laughs) he is still awesome. But he used to make the coolest shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I mean, he had... What was it? Uh, Amazing Tales? Um,
1: Amazing Tales? Was it... No, shit. What was it? Uh... I remember... Tailspin, but I don't. No, remember no, it was, it yeah, awesome. um, no, it was it was an yeah
0: Tailspin was awesome. Blue the bear. No, it was it was an anthology series. It was it wasn't like Twilight Zone. It was it was. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but he he did that. He he produced Sequest DSV. Anybody remember that with Roy Scheider as the captain of the submarine? No remember. one remembers Sequest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it only lasted like once. It was this TV series about. The future when we traveled underwater, as just like that was a thing our civilization did, and the sea quest was this massive submarine captained okay. by Roy Scheider. Hmm. Yeah, it was sort of Star
2: Trek one. Underwater. Yeah, it was Star Trek
0: Underwater. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, that was basically it with a dolphin that could talk. I remember that. Yes, and so, and so you mean the dolphin from Caddyshack? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the gopher from Gaddy Shack, yeah. <laughs> Only it would have been a lot better if Bill Murray had been there and not the kid I wanted to punch in the face every episode. I'm going to get that dolphin. <laughs> oh, well, oh, oh, so it was Battlestar Galactica Underwater. <laughs> yeah, Battlestar now Galactica Underwater.
1: But yeah, one thing, since we're bringing it back to Animaniacs, one thing I found out that was really interesting is that. Uh, they had this segment that I kind of vaguely remember called the Wheel of Morality. Do you recall that, Randy? <laughs> it's coming back. Uh,
0: amazing well, stories. That was it. It was okay. amazing stories.
1: Got it. But yeah, so like one of the, apparently one of the best recurring segments on the show, Wheel of Morality, was actually created to fill time whenever an episode ran short, which I didn't realize was a thing. Oh with yeah, animation. Uh, I know that you know inexplicable things happen and sure things get edited or cut, but still. Uh, I didn't really know that was a super common occurrence on animation. But anyway, uh, so like Yakko, Wacko, and Dot would basically spin a wheel like on Wheel of Fortune to gain a moral lesson, and that filled the FCC's requirement to always have some sort of moral or educational value in the children's programming. Well, yeah, and that's
0: some... why GI Joe did that, and you know,
1: yeah, but yeah. D-
2: you know what, my beef with GI Joe doing that. They never what? told you what the other half of the battle was.
0: That is true. <laughs> yeah. You know oh that knowing God.
2: it's half the battle. What is the other half? Yeah, cuz if you just if you
0: just successfully <laughs> complete half the way. battle, you're right. probably dead.
3: Right? <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah.
1: But some of the, the uh, top-rated morals that hap- that were learned from Yacko, Whacko, and dot and the wheel of morality were number 1, vote early and vote often. Two (laughs) Yeah Dead serious Two If at first you don't succeed Blame your parents Three Don't eat with your mouth full And four People who live in glass houses should get dressed with the lights off. <laughs>
0: so it's that one actually is true. I mean, that one works. Though. Oh, it's 100% yeah. true. Yeah, that, but that, 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 that one does work.
1: That's just one of those subtle jokes that they do on this where, you know, kids are like, ah. But if, yeah.
2: if if I had had the opportunity to pick a second episode, I would have picked uh, the one where they do Yaku- Yaku's Universe, where he... It is educational. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm using air quotes yeah, yeah. over <laughs> You over can't the see them, but... Um, no, I mean, but, but it actually is, but it's like super entertaining. And do either of you know Lauren Collins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Lauren uh, can do the entire Yakko's universe song just from memory. And in fact, he has a video of him doing it with the guy who played Yakko. Whoa. I think it was at Dragon Con. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Wow.
0: That's cool. How must that be to be the guy who goes to Dragon Con because of Animaniacs? You know, like. I mean, I guess it's cool, right?
1: Well, it's, you'd be surprised because like Tom Kenny, for instance, I was really surprised uh, the guy who does Spongebob's voice. He's, he's,
0: Tom Kenny's done a
1: lot of he's stuff. He's all though. over the place. Yeah. He's Million Ants on yeah. Rick and Morty. No, did Tom. Kin- I had no idea that yeah, was Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny's
0: Kinney. done a crap load of and things. And I
1: know yeah. that even if you just look on Spongebob by itself, he's a quarter of the cast in and of himself, which which is pretty commonplace when it comes to animation. But Tom Kenny has been on pretty much every animated anything yeah. in the history well, see, of the ever-ever. That, that's, ever. gra-
0: that's the great thing about being a voice actor. You know, when you... you I've always said that the best job in Hollywood has got to be an established, successful voice actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark you know?
2: Hamill has talked extensively about that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, um... Look at Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw has been in,
1: despite the fact that she can't change her voice for anything, and he, H. Yeah. John Benjamin can because he's he's he several just characters. Want to. No, no, no. <laughs> he's several characters on Bob's Burgers. He's Miss LeBons. Oh, yeah. He's Jimmy Junior Pesto. Yeah. yeah, he's a bunch of different people, and so is John Roberts. John Roberts does several characters on that show as well. But with Kristen Shaw, she she never changes her voice. But
0: she doesn't need to.
1: It somehow but, fits well, but with see, each character. That's
0: the weird thing. Like with, with John Benjamin, you know, you hear Archer and you hear Bob. and you, We've had this discussion and, well, before. <laughs> well, slightly, but it's a little different this time. Because okay. when, when you hear him do Archer and you hear him do Bob, you go, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's the same guy, but it's like. They're you know, so but different. But they're so though. different.
2: See, that's why I could yeah. never get into Bob's Burgers, because I'd watched all of Archer up to that point. Yeah. And, you, resisted, and I, I went to watch Bob Burgers and it was like. The voice just distracts me the entire time.
1: You, you've you got to give it a fair shake, though, because Bob, it's like, it, Jason's not lying. Bob is such a different character. He's yeah, that's such what, it's a, so weird. He's such it's, an everyman, <clears> and he's such a pushover, and his his family And And, that, and that's and coming from, from, from a
0: diehard Archer fan. I mean, I love Archer. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But with Kristen Shaw, like, if you watch Archer, and you listen, I mean, not Archer, uh, Bob's Burgers, and you listen to her playing Louise, and then you watch Gravity Falls, Mm-hmm. Where she plays Loka. Mabel. or even Archer. Oh my God, Gravity Falls is like the best kid show. No, in second best kid show, Phineas and Ferb. Yes, yeah, Phineas and you know. In f- case you it, can't tell, it's coming back. Randy
1: and Jason are both <clears throat> dads. They're doing <laughs> so. yeah.
0: Well, you know, but that's one of the best things about having a kid is that you have an excuse to watch to watch all the shows yeah. that you wouldn't be able yeah. to watch. Look, Star Wars Rebels. Uh huh. It's
2: a Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, it's Rebel uh, Clone. Yeah, eh. I, oh. I I've I've spent uh, we've had my son and I've had many conversations. About Clone Wars, did the best they could with the what deck, they had. with the hand they were dealt. <laughs> yeah. Well, where where in the
2: narrative that it came?
0: Right, yeah. But ah, Rebels was fantastic, and and it amazes me that the star of the show was Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs>
3: of all people, <laughs> of all
0: people. Who, Fred?
2: Yeah, Fred from Scooby Doo.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: Freddie Prince, aka. But Freddy if you if you look at
0: if you listen to Chris, and it's weird for me too because Christian Shaw was somebody. She's a prolific voice actress, but the first thing I ever saw her in was Flight of the Concords. Yeah. And so she's always going to be Mel. Oh, big time. Yeah. To me, she's always Mel. But then, you know, she's Louise, she's Mabel, she's... Uh, uh, she was on archer. Her...
1: You kind of corrected <clears throat> yeah. a minute ago, but she was... Uh, she and... Uh, With Gene Herman. Um, yeah, Gene Herman were Merman. both... Merman. Eugene Merman. Merman. Yeah, you're you're mixing yeah. him up with Edward Herman. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was people. on she was and on BoJack. Uh,
0: that, yeah, too. she was on BoJack, playing a very different character on BoJack. Well,
1: it's funny. It's almost like the animators come in as uh, what really makes her fit because with I don't know with H John Benjamin somehow he changes his personality regardless of what he sounds like. Where she. She doesn't seem to change that much of anything, but well, how yeah. she's drawn makes all the I difference. I mean,
0: I, I started... Um, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and I, I started That's watching... an allusion
1: the, to a future episode.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the Venture Brothers from the beginning, because Venture Brothers was... I love that show so much. And I totally forgot that John Benjamin was... You know, he, he, he guest starred on several episodes of that. And he's playing basically himself but it's so different from everything else that he does. And it's amazing because it's so obviously
2: John Benjamin, but it's like, how the hell can you do this? So have no you ever idea. seen a picture of him, John Benjamin? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's, that was one of the the biggest. <laughs>
0: Disappointments. Dis- Disappointment. yeah. yeah. I All hope he's, on, I, ho- yes. I hope he never hears. No, he knows.
2: <laughs> he's he aware. Knows. <laughs> but, but it was like, you know, I only knew him from Archer and it's just like, Oh, let me just <clears> click. and I clicked on it and I was like, Louis CK is John, John Benjamin.
0: <laughs> there there's a uh there was a short that they did it's on one of the dvds which used to be a thing people bought
1: um uh they were a back futurist, in my day there yeah. was a futuristic version of the vhs tape and then that yeah. went by the wayside too
0: well the on the short though it's uh archer is in a horrible explosion and he's he's in the hospital and and the doctor is talking to i think lana like well he's going to live but he's been horribly disfigured and they they take the bandages off. He's and basically
1: it, knock off Fiacci at this point. No, it's, it's <laughs>
0: they take the bandages off and it's John Benjamin. Yeah. And so it's like they show Archer like he's like he can't get stuff off the shelves oh. because he's too short now. <laughs> and like women are like horrified and running away from him. Well,
1: it's funny how they modeled the people on Archer because Jessica Walters <clears throat> and Mallory oh, Archer yeah. look yeah. exactly the same. It's clearly they clearly modeled Jessica Walters. Oh, yeah. Before that car- yeah. Well, and even when she went to audition for Mallory Archer, she had already been uh, Mrs. Bluth on right. Arrested Development. Sure. And she was tickled to death because she went to go read the show notes when uh, she was reading her lines to audition for Archer. <laughs> and it said, be like the mom from Arrested Development. And she was just like, oh, OK, so I guess I'm getting this part. And yeah. like, it, it was just going to happen. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, she's married. She's actually married to Ron in real life. That's yeah. her husband. Uh, Although Rachel none- Green's dad from Friends. Uh, yeah, but. not
0: necessarily, though, because I actually found out the other day um, and I is going to kill me because I can't remember his name. The guy who played Winston on Ghostbusters. Um, oh, man, this is going to kill me. I'll
1: look it up.
2: Ernie.
1: Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson? Yes. Ernie Hudson. Yeah.
0: When they were doing the real Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson was the only member of the cast who said that he was OK being in the, the show. And he actually they made him audition and he didn't get the part in <gasps> the direct the director of the show apparently had no idea who Ernie Hudson was and was like, that guy didn't sound anything like Winston. That, that is
1: almost almost as tragic as the time that Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin Lookalike <laughs> contest and came in third. That's awesome. It's it's that's the same vein. It's that, yeah, so yeah. terrible.
0: I would love to do. I mean, to me, that's almost like I'd love to enter a, a lookalike contest of myself and lose.
1: Oh, then, <laughs> that's yeah. Like,
2: Who's the person who looks more like me than me? Well, but I mean, that's exactly <clears throat> what would happen if we had that based on what people saw you through, right. through Instagram. Yep. Right? yep. So it's like, oh, let's see who looks most like this person on Instagram. Right. It's not going to be you. No, no.
1: <laughs> well, we don't use filters on our Instagram, so maybe we're making <laughs> it too easy for people. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I occasionally do our photos in black and white, but that's really all I'll do. But, um, I, I got
0: a lot of retouching software on that computer over there. I, I can, I can Yeah.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that actually impressed me, bringing it back to Animaniacs, is uh, I learned also that this show had a 35-piece orchestra that went along to do all of their background music, and at least one new piece of music was introduced per episode. Yeah. So I, I, that fascinated me, because it's something I never would have noticed as a kid, or appreciated, right. let alone. But I just didn't know how much honest-to-goodness effort went into making it a real, genuine variety show. Oh, Because yeah. right. music yeah. is, uh, yeah. you know, 99.9% you, of the battle in that case. You can't
0: have a variety show without without music. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it can't be done. And, and, you know, it's interesting because so much of that talent has been lost because people just don't... People don't play instruments like they used to. People don't, you know, it, it's... I don't know. I, I talked to a guy once who he used to play uh, in a band at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about when they, they got rid of the band because they didn't want to pay them. And he's like, they didn't. You know, like We were doing it. We told them we'd do it for free, basically. But they just said, oh, it's old fashioned. We don't want it. Oh. And then a few years later, um, well, several, probably about 10 years later, they decided, holy crap, we made a huge mistake. We got to bring that back. Yeah, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't find people who could play the that same could way. play it and do the same kind of humor and pull it off like these guys could. It's right. a
1: lost art. It's just like how you're always talking about practical effects versus, um, like oh, CG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It there's an art to practical effects that people just didn't realize mm. that it, it wasn't. Always just a bumbling case of, oh, we're under a time crunch and we've got to make this happen. Because, like on Ghostbusters, Randy, I don't know if you know this, but when Slimer's spinning around the chandelier, that's just a, a peanut covered in timber paint yeah. that they spun around really quickly and it just looks like Slimer because it's moving so quickly. And uh, the horse in Wizard of Oz, they painted him with jello to make them that many different colors. Like, practical effects just have a whole different wizardry to them, honestly. Well, they do,
0: because, you know, movies are ultimately photographs of life. And if a practical effect is there, your brain knows... No, I mean, look, I'm not anti-CG, by any means. But...
1: Because, I mean, we couldn't have found real dragons for Game of Thrones, so... (laughs) Well,
0: no, I mean, you could... I would have won a dragon suit.
1: I would have... You know what? Yeah, but
0: go back, go back and look. There's a documentary uh from Star Wars to Jedi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um that when I was a kid I loved this documentary and it was it, it was really mainly about the the making of Return of the Jedi. The the sequence where they talk about how they animated of the Hutt is mind-blowing. Right. You've got five people moving moving, you know, different aspects of this giant puppet and I'm thinking I know it's expensive. I know it's difficult. I know it's tough. But, but God, it's so worth it's it. It's so good. I no, would but, go to the theater just to see that. Especially you know? when
1: you think about uh, episode number four, because when you first see Jabba, he's considerably smaller. He's about Han's oh, height yeah. uh, in in episode four, A New Hope. And one of the most difficult challenges they had in that scene where Han first speaks to Jabba about Jabba saying, you can't just drop my cargo at the first sign of trouble Han walks on top oh, of Jabba's God, tail, so and he, Jabba screeches. It's so horrible. They had such a rough time because uh, Harrison Ford was literally splicing through the graphic, and they could not make it work to make it look like he was walking <clears throat> behind Jabba. So because that's how it started is that he was walking behind him, but then they were like, okay, we've got to incorporate that he walks on his tail because they just they couldn't right. really get them split enough to make yeah. it work. So it's crazy.
0: Well, they and they they did that gag where he sort of they they digitally made Han Solo go up like he's walking over. Yeah, he like
1: stepped on a step stool or something you behind get, the actor who was yeah. standing in for Jabba. Yeah, because yeah.
0: well, because uh, that was uh, it was a Scottish guy. Yes. Um. And Jabba was just a dude. Yeah, he wasn't standing. Yeah. in Yeah, for he was Jabba. just a big guy like dressed in <clears throat> fur and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But if you go, <clears throat> excuse me. How One dare of the, you? Yeah when when they did the uh, the special editions the theatrical release um it, it's it's weird because i saw all of those in the theater when they you know they added all the new cg special effects to the original trilogy and then they released it on on video and you right. bought it and it was very interesting like not that many people remember the fact that those were not the same what got released on vhs the special editions
3: mm-hmm.
0: were second passes at Yeah, it was touched
1: up again from the theatrical. Yeah, if you
0: go on YouTube and you look at the original, what was released in the theater with the Han Solo walking over the tail sequence, Uh it is, it is so awful. Yeah, it is so. Awful. Well, and they even
1: talk about that on the retouched the because they did that really fancy boxing. I remember I got it for Christmas one year. It was a gold box with dark oh, Vader's yeah. countenance on yeah. it, and it had all three uh, tapes in it, and it was great. But they even talk about it on each of the tapes. There are all those extras where they're talking about the tail thing and uh, Luke's land speeder, how they had to blot out the wheels that were underneath it, and they See, and stuff originally like... used like petroleum jelly yeah. to blot it out on the camera. It, it, it's was it's crazy. Well, and
0: you know you can get into a whole discussion about that i watched uh one of my all-time favorite movies is marathon man um great movie yeah and, and i was watching it uh, with a friend
2: of mine who had never seen it before we're watching an ultimate all... <clears> practical <throat> effect right uh which one the one where dustin hoffman actually got a root canal oh without yeah anesthesia yeah, yeah. <gasps> so he would know what it felt like when yeah yeah and i there, oh god there, my there's... dear
1: boy why don't you simply try <laughs> acting? acting it's Thank easier <laughs>
2: But
0: there's a part in in the movie, and you know when I've shown it to my friend, we're watching it. He's never seen it. We're watching it on a modern TV. You know, it's we're sitting six feet away from the TV, and there's a part in the movie where uh, Roy Scheider's character, somebody comes up behind him, and they're they're going to garrot uh, Roy Scheider. So they throw the thing over his over his head, uh-huh. and before he can they can choke him, he puts his hand up. Right. So the wire catches on his hand sure. and in the the scene is it's supposed to look like the garrot is cutting roy Scheider's hand and he's bleeding mm-hmm. and it's very obvious that there's a tube taped yeah to roy schreider's hand and it's covered in makeup
2: the old saint uh, saturday night live vomit trick yeah well
1: <laughs> well even yeah. just to more but mod- well,
0: well no but my point was that my friend couldn't he was like that looks so terrible That looks so terrible. Yeah, but
1: you have that nostalgic, that first impression of what it felt like when you first saw it. Well, I'm
0: like, you got to remember when people saw this in the theater, they were in a theater watching it on a 35 millimeter print from, you know, 20, 30 feet away from the screen. It's not you, you can't judge it based on. Based on what you're watching, yeah, is, you're watching an HD right.
2: transfer on the, a 55 inch LED TV. The, the idea know? that people would be watching this on their TVs at home was oh, not really was unfathomable. Yeah. Well, it was not unfathomable. It might have been syndicated one day in like the local, right? They might have yeah. been showing it at like you know one o'clock in the morning or something. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. but I mean, but the idea that you'd have like some sort of recording of it in your house, yeah. would have been enough to get the copyright well, people. Well, we right. t- we
0: talked about that with uh, with it. That, you know, all the things you criticize when you're watching this this TV movie and you're but the reality is they weren't thinking about subsequent viewing. They just wanted you to tune in.
1: Well, that's the watch magic. it from
0: beginning to end it's like it sell some ads yeah and sell some ads yeah that, that's that was the magic yeah. of
1: this podcast is that we can go back and sort of cash in on that classic right, exactly. notion yeah because even uh, today on I'll go back on Netflix and watch old episodes of Friends because you go back and watch the first two seasons oh the special of Friends effects are so, terrible <laughs> the explosions <laughs> the lasers no but just even the quality of the film, Lisa Kudrow's see,
0: beard you can see it underneath the makeup it's yeah, awful uh, I
1: mean. yeah they, they actually changed Jennifer Aniston's nose and later later <laughs> <laughs> digitized version yeah. but uh, that was an actual thing that happened in real life but uh, no but you go back and you see and it's not something that I noticed when it first would have been on television back in the 90s but it's all grainy on Netflix now because it's just not the same quality that's right and it, it to me that that doesn't even bug me because my my cousin's kid she loves to come and stay with me and she'll watch old shows like that with mm-hmm, me and mm-hmm. she's well old shows she's like sixteen so that to her friends is ancient well, yeah to her and yeah. she she had never seen Zoolander which I when, quickly when did, corrected but when did
0: Friends go off the air? Uh, early two tooth- yeah.
1: Either ninety nine or like 2000. Was it in the two thousands? I it, I think it was actually nineteen. So she
0: well. So she was born after Friends went off the air. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So
1: is her brother. So yeah. yeah, that to them that show is ancient. So
2: to, uh, Friends to her is like Rhoda to me.
3: Yeah,
1: a little bit.
2: Ma- Mama's family.
1: <laughs> there you go. I love
0: Mama's family.
1: <laughs> well, and that's what's funny is that like I was such a weird kid growing up because I you know we've talked about the Nick at Night block so many times. I oh, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. come in and want to talk about you know, watching the wonder years and Dick Van Dyke and my friends were like, what the hell are you watching? Like, what, what are these shows you're talking about? And they're, they're watching friends and they're watching Frasier and all this other current stuff. And I just wasn't into the current stuff well, yet.
0: But, you know, and that serves to prove the point that I've always said that good, good comedy is good comedy. Good drama okay, is good drama. But, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, same as you, I was watching Nick at night because it was like, it was really cool. We got Nick at night. I remember when, you know, um, the cable company, our local cable company.
1: Oh, no. Sorry to interrupt you. Jason. No, went, uh, Friends went off in 2004. It didn't even feel that late to me. Yeah. 2004? 94 to 2004, because it was on for 10 years. So.
0: Friends went off the year in 2004? Yeah. Three years into the Bush administration? Or four, year, four years in? Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Correct. I, I feel... know that just derailed your whole <laughs> train
0: of thought. I feel. I feel somehow even older now. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it because it uh because we talked about that I think with Night Court where Night Court lasted until what ninety two yeah and
2: Night Court
1: is awesome
2: yeah Night Court is... we may
1: have to revisit Night Court with Randy and see oh, if he wants to do another episode with I, you but that I, was look, so that was a fun show to I talk I, about. I could
0: sit and just watch Night Court because again <laughs> there are some shows Alf that oh, don't God. don't at all hold up.
1: Well, yeah, let's get back <clears throat> into that because we haven't yeah. really gotten ha- to our yeah,
0: we, to Seinfeld yeah, we scale. Have, well, because we haven't watched the show in a while.
1: No, that's yeah. true. So, uh, Randy, one thing that we introduced, I know you've listened to some of our shows, but maybe not the first one on Rocco, for instance, where we introduced uh, this trademarked scale that we invented where it's called... Yeah, the, Elon Musk. Yeah, deal with it. Uh, we basically said that there are two polar opposites on this scale, and that's, it's, you can rate something on a level of Alf to Seinfeld. And the way that it works is ALF is on the bottom and the reason why that is is because it and Seinfeld are the exact opposite in the sense that when we were kids, ALF seemed amazing. Oh, it was hilarious. Then you become an adult and you're like, oh my God, this is the most terrible show that's ever happened anywhere. Whereas with Seinfeld, my example of that was Seinfeld when I was a kid felt like when you're at the grocery store with your mom and she runs into her best friend and they talk for 45 minutes and you feel like you're dying a slow, horrible death because you're like, when are we going to go home? That's what Seinfeld felt to me like as a kid. But then when I grew up, I was like, oh, my God, Seinfeld is the most brilliant thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. So you can sort of rate things on a level of Alpha to Seinfeld. So, like, yeah. And, um, and,
0: and did, have we come up with something that's like in the middle?
1: I'm yeah. To, um, well, I think something landed straight in the middle. I'm trying
0: to remember if we did if we, if something was like what's what's right in the middle. What kind of holds I'm up? Look it up done, because you it, know. It,
1: we said that it was one of our particular things that we discussed. That I'm going to need to right do right a graphic. Middle.
0: I'm going I'm going to come up with a graphic. We can we can start adding to our blog post. Oh, absolutely. You know? um,
1: I'd say if lethal you, weapon go, wound up on the. If upper you're going to do
2: that, you need a y-axis to go along with it.
0: <laughs> okay. Nudity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know uh, well, I, you know, TV back then. You know. I
1: think you said, Jason, that, um, that Night Court kind of landed exactly in the middle because uh, it's yes, still campy yes. and it's complete nonsense, yeah. but it, but it's still so funny. And the jokes, like you remember it for the stories, like the little kid with the mirrors on his shoes and yeah. stuff from when you were younger, but you don't really remember But when I was a kid, I, I had no humor. idea
0: why, why did he have mirrors on his shoes? All right, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah.
2: First of all, I completely remember it for the dirty humor. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, as a lawyer, Dan Fielding, <clears throat> it is the most realistic courtroom drama of. No, studies, he's right. Think, yeah. No, 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 he's absolutely right. <laughs>
1: well, that, no, see, that's really funny because yeah. I, I remember my dad got frustrated. He he runs the Recreation and Parks. Oh my god, we've and... got
0: two lawyers and a and a non-lawyer. This is the first time we've tipped the balance.
1: Uh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out there. No, but uh, going back to your point, Randy, practice. about how that's an accurate portrayal of court. My dad got frustrated once because somebody compared him to Ron Swanson cuz he runs the <laughs> Recreation and Parks Department and he goes, "Parks saying Parks and Recreation is what it's like to run the Recreation and Parks Department is like saying scrubs is what it's like to run a hospital." Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. I've got several friends who are nurses and the, I, I was like, "Okay, Grey's anatomy, scrubs, like what are we what are we talking? What's know, it more like?" And they were like, "It's really like scrubs."
0: You know, if you love scrubs, there is a I British show scrubs. you may have heard of called Green Wing. Green Wing is an absolute must-watch for you. I'm going to jump in here. Have
2: you guys seen my Ron Swanson picture?
1: Oh, no. I must. (gasps) Oh, my God, Randy. This is going in the show notes. I hope you realize this. Holy (laughs) shit. I'm tweeting this to Nick Offerman. It's a thing. (laughs) Because I I don't think I've told you this story. I actually got to meet Nick Offerman. Interesting. Yes. uh, He and Megan Mullally called... uh, what do we call him on the show? Grand Moff Tarkin, I think you said. and Josh and I got called up on stage at the yeah, uh, Megan Mullally and show. We Josh. Yeah. No, you just said that because <laughs> yeah. of the whole dark. But now everybody knows my real name anyway, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yeah, but they called us up on stage to play literally the dirtiest version of the Newlyweds game I've ever seen in my life. It was really, it was fun. You uh, should
0: watch Cinemax.
1: No, <laughs> no, but they called us up, and one of the more innocent questions was Did they um, call it whoopee. <laughs> one of the more innocent questions they asked us was, uh, and we had to write all of our answers on a little, you know, marker board and hold them up for the audience. But they were like, "Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how much PCP are you on right now?" So it and it just got rougher from there. So yeah, that that is the most Ron Swanson looking picture I've ever seen, <laughs> Randy. That's impressive.
0: I think you need to uh, do some Dragon Con. Uh, well, oh, I was uh, going to yeah, tell you this. Yeah.
1: My idea for Dragon Con this year. Okay. Gail, from Bob's Burgers, get myself some purple okay. glasses.
0: <laughs> if you do that, mm. because you will dress up as Bob. Uh, we, w- okay. Tina, my son. <laughs> David's going to be Tina. He's going to be Tina. Genius. <clears throat> David, come here. Come here. Come here. Is my uh, give give us a little bit of your Tina.
1: <laughs> well done Tina David, David Tina!
0: everyone Um, If you do that We might do the Bob's Burgers I was Oh gonna... I'm in
1: I'll do the voice I... Oh I'm in
0: Because Well we were actually gonna like Swap it around And uh, I was gonna be Linda And <laughs> Elaine was gonna be Bob And then he was gonna be Tina <laughs> and just... Who are Louise and Jane Well we don't We don't have people for For them Okay Let's, Yeah that, that's the problem I didn't have enough children to do the whole thing. Only, <laughs> you know, well, I yeah. mean,
1: Josh would be a really good Bob. He's got he the could whole, be yeah, he yeah, could be Bob. He's got the whole beard and everything going on. Uh, but I could be Randy. Randy. Randy, the filmmaker. Oh, the documentarian guy. The documentarian yeah, okay. who hates Dad. I see. Warner of all Herzog. the people, I'm surprised that you don't want to be Teddy. I know he's your favorite. Oh, I love Teddy.
0: I I, I could I could be Teddy. Hey Barbie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Teddy from your dad's restaurant.
1: <laughs> yeah, Teddy. I know who it is.
0: No, actually, I, I am kind of committing this year. I, I've said it for too long, and and I actually had a dream about it the other night, and I said, you know what? That's the universe telling me I got to do it. It's I, the
1: closest you'll ever come to feeling like an honest-to-God celebrity. Yeah. People run up to you and like ask to take your photo. Uh, yeah. I remember I was- a uh, Cosplay
0: co- is not consent. Remember that, folks. No, it's not.
1: That's a, <laughs> That's an important rule. Uh, but yeah, I, there was one year where I was dressed up like the TARDIS and I was hanging out with this guy who is a dead ringer for Matt Smith and was dressed up like Dr. Who number 11 and people were running up to us wanting to take our picture and just flipping out. And I was just, this is what celebrities must feel like on a regular basis. See, but I want yeah,
2: the $64,000 <laughs> $64, question. See, we, we Did you let him inside you.
1: Oh, God. I'm not going to... you gonna, I'm house, not, right? I'm not, <laughs> You
0: realize there's another joke that goes right along with that? <laughs> you about,
1: know. Ha- no, I'm going to segue into something bigger, more innocent. Is it bigger Is it bigger on the inside? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Did you park the TARDIS on <laughs> the meat? Hey,
0: we are not going to do that joke. There, see? <laughs> it, it, Clean it. show. God. Not explicit, Apple. <laughs> um, no, see, I was going to do Kolchak. Okay. But the problem is, if I win as Kolchak... No one would run up to me and want to take my picture because nobody would know who he is. Fair enough. Um we should do you go as Gail. We'll do I'll be Gail. Let's do a whole crew.
1: Hell yeah. And
0: let's get as mi- I mean I
1: think you should be Teddy. I'll, like be, I'll be Teddy. You'd be such a good Teddy. But
0: let's let's and uh Josh can be uh Bob. Yeah. And let's do the whole thing and let's get like the show.
1: Well, because you see like, all
0: of us, the whole cast of Bob's Burgers. See,
1: that's what's going to set us above and beyond is honestly, you see a lot of the Belcher family. Uh, you you might see some Bob and Linda's together. You might yeah, see yeah. just the Belcher children. You might see the whole five if you're lucky. But honestly, nobody I've never seen a Gail. I've never seen a Teddy or no. a Mort or anybody like that. So who could be, think-
0: Mort? Wanna be Mort? You want to be Mort? No, you Beacon don't watch Bob's Burgers. You don't watch Bob. Uh, uh, no, and we, we're we're gonna we'll need, brainstorm on this. We, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, if anyone in the, not even in the Atlanta area, if anybody wants to be, we need Louise. We, we need Jane. Mr. Fisher. I actually Um Josh's I,
1: sister might want to go as Louise. I want so. I
0: want to be I actually would rather be Mr. Fish
2: Outer.
1: Oh my god, you'd be such a good supervillain in the I white suit with the iPad. We we need to get you like a little cardboard uh go kart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, right. Bob <laughs> oh, Paying your rent? What comes next? Paying your other bills?
0: <laughs> so you didn't call me here to pay your rent?
1: Are they choke resistant? I love the... Hit him in the crotch! I love the fog <laughs> underneath my cape. But <laughs> you'd have to remember all of his weird sayings. Oh That's my the God. thing about Mr. Fisher. I,
0: I was in a restroom uh, at the concert I went to last weekend, and I walk in, and I swear to God, there was... You know, we're waiting in line, you know, because there's, you know, 78 million people go see a show, and they have three urinals. Um and so we're waiting in line and I'm standing there and there's this old dude peeing and I realize he's got both hands on his hips and he he is are you
1: not are you not holding up your he was just standing
0: there just saying you know what my
1: wonder dog stands up on his (laughs) own
0: and it's almost like he wanted to look around and go, yeah, everybody can kiss my ass. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I'm not holding The things <laughs> men see in restaurants, I can't even imagine, because we don't have that kind of stuff we going on. We see nothing. Yeah, we see It's that dad down, movie policy. Yeah. We Just, look
2: down. Yeah, We look at our feet. Yeah, that's why it's so
0: weird for there to be a line at the men's room, because you're like, <laughs> what do we do? Do we talk? I don't want to talk. Oh, my no. God, there's a trough. <laughs> <laughs> The
1: trough.
0: The trough. <laughs>
1: As long as there's ice in it. I hear that's, that's part of a, yeah the calculus with that. Well,
0: the only reason that there's ice in urinal troughs or in urinals is so Keep that they can make smelling. it. Well, no, it's so that there can be a job for a guy where your job is putting ice in the urinals. So. <laughs> that's the
2: only reason that exists. So for all the non-parents out there, one of the uh, strategies that you're supposed to use to get your son to aim correctly.
1: Is to melt the ice
2: is to put cheerios in oh, the yeah. toilet. Oh yeah. Aim at it. No. And then you can aim at the yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. How do I
0: Oh my god. It's I, like
2: playing a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I still do that.
0: I go to take a pee, I drop some cheerios in there and just <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Where it's sort of like when you're a guy. Okay, Jason's
1: th- son isn't in the studio no. with us or anything, <laughs> no, okay. gang. It's cool. No,
0: it's like it, when you're a guy and you're at you, you go to a public restroom. Just gonna stare so at like my a notes. urinal, and there's something stuck. Like there's something in the urinal, like a piece of you're trying or something, to displace it, and it's like I wonder if I can get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you don't, you go. I'm gonna go drink a bunch of water and come back.
1: <laughs> See, that amazes me because, as far as I can tell, men don't typically take as long in the restroom as women, and that's you I'm think? guessing. It's be- oh, no, well, no, but with that game, that's I'm because amazed. we take the
2: machine gun approach and like try to get as much out like of fast Carnival. as
1: possible. <laughs>
0: Because, you know, because you do as a guy, you you know, you have those situations where you're in a hurry. So you've got to like squeeze. <laughs> you're like, come on. <laughs> I can shave two seconds off this.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. And, no, the point of that was like that to that end, men should take longer in the restroom if y'all are that easily distracted. I mean, women are going in, yeah, we're doing our makeup, fixing our hair, whatever the hell we're doing. But we're not carnival gaming anything <laughs> well, then, as far what, as I'm aware.
0: then what the hell are you doing <laughs> mixing in there? our hair and
1: makeup like we're refreshing our lipstick we most of the time that a woman spends the bathroom as far as i'm aware is in front of a mirror the, like that that's what it is I,
0: the, I i've i've taken you know an extra two or three seconds in a bathroom when the bar to make sure had... you're not
1: bleeding from the head or something well yeah yeah that, yeah
0: well you do have to make sure you know you're all you know tucked in, in your in, wonder dog up, up. Yeah, is in, back it's up, you know yeah you don't want the wonder dog coming out you know um <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. jade has thrown down the glasses
1: it's not sadly it's not the first time it's no it happened. isn't no it really oh, isn't God.
2: the first time the wonder dog has escaped or the first time you've thrown yeah. down the glasses? either <laughs> baby jesus isn't in the manger
0: what no Oh, oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a not for you Venture Brothers fans. Well, this is the first time it's
1: gone on to male anatomy to this extent. So I'm kind of victorious in a way. Because, that is true. Uh, yeah. When we've had past male guests, you know who you are. Because yeah, your,
0: your name is Adam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always been in to a female
2: Shakespeare show. Yeah, and you were in <laughs>
3: Shakespeare.
1: So that narrows it down pretty hard. But yeah, it's always come down to female anatomy.
2: Well, but, I'm happy I can bring the male anatomy to the show. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Thank you, Randy, for empowering women everywhere. We appreciate that. Wait, what?
3: <laughs> no, because now, for once, we're objectifying men instead
1: of women.
2: I read an article recently. I'm just going to have to throw this out there. So go it's for, it. go, it. go, the go for it. Please do change the damn subject. <laughs> About how uh, the the woman the, the the movie that more so than any other encapsulated the female gaze. Like almost every Hollywood movie does for the male gaze. Oh, with a Z. Yes. (laughs) Yes, with a Z. The the male gaze, the female gaze. But the movie that encapsulates the female gaze is Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle. I
1: mean, that's not the most inaccurate thing. Well, because think he, about how dumb. stacked he yeah. was. In he that. was yeah.
2: jacked up, and it was like all the women just completely admired his physical beauty. Yeah, see, I was too
1: young for that to have affected me that way back then. But yeah, I mean, if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, "Oh, there's Brendan Fraser. Okay, what's going on, monkeys? Yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: Yeah, but that's the, I don't know. it's I mean, you know.
1: What's well, like the To masks. me
0: it would feel weird because I think of Brendan Fraser like most people think of Brendan Fraser. It would just feel and weird to be man. Yeah, it would it would feel weird to go, I'm really attracted to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Not that it's a gay thing, but it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know, it's but I I think what Brazer. Randy's saying is it's kind of like how on when we were discussing the mask, you were like, Oh yeah, we did a movie with Cameron Diaz. That's really all I remember about it though. And yes. I was like, Yeah, forget the dog and Jim Carrey and all the other special effects. I know
0: you keep talking about like there was other stuff. Cameron in that Diaz movie. was there, I, I, like
1: Jessica there was, damn rabbit. There was a
0: dress with Cameron Diaz in it. And yeah,
2: I but it was it was pretty potential Cameron Diaz.
0: Yes, yeah, it was, that no, was... No, but it
2: was
1: still, like, va-va-voom Cameron Diaz, as oh, yeah. opposed but, to, yeah, like, yeah, but it was yeah. Cameron, it was, it Cameron was, Diaz. It was not Charlie's
2: Angels no. Cameron Diaz. No, 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 it wasn't.
1: No. It, she wasn't a blockbuster, no, because that was a story we shared on that episode, is the fact that... It wasn't the, even the director, something about
0: Mary... Yeah, uh, Cameron Diaz. No, she
1: wasn't famous at all. Yeah. She was literally right. an aspiring model, and the director of the movie apparently saw her walking out of an agency. I know it's so creepy, and he was like, it, "I was like, with hey, what you binoculars? Wanna, you want to be in a
0: movie? <laughs> Come on, Georgie.
1: We've got Jim Carrey and a Jack Russell Terrier down here in the sewer. I you want to be famous? I
0: got a dog. I want you to meet. And there's also this
3: Jack. Russell. It's a wonder dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
1: But
2: don't worry, Jim Carrey's in it, but he's going to wear a mask the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, Anything so else? No,
1: just the mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so all yeah, Alicia Silverstone. We've, we've got the whole babes of hindsight is horrifying because Jason, uh, this is just one of the many reasons why you're here, Randy, because Jason needed more boys to play with. There were too many women on the show, so we yeah. had to correct that. Well, because we watched so, yeah,
0: look, when you watch Clueless and all you're talking about are the dresses. It's like.
1: And Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd. And
0: Ant Man, yeah. So, and, and Ant-Man, yeah. <laughs> to,
2: but, to, but to kind of back up there for, for just a second, and we're talking about women who were like, just were like, the cat's pajamas. The cat's pajamas. The dog's <laughs> yeah. tuxedo. Um, back in the day, uh, who was now playing Aunt May in Spider Man movies? Yes. Marissa Tomei.
0: Oh, Marissa Tomei.
1: Oh, and but linking Forget that back to it. Dragon Con, I saw the best <clears throat> Dragon Con outfit ever with I hope Marissa Tomei.
2: From My Cousin Vinny? Yeah. No. Oh, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. no, no, no. I, I
1: yeah, do, too. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, the best costume ever at Dragon Con, uh, she was dressed up uh, like a mourning, somebody in mourning at a funeral, and she was carrying a jar of ashes around. And it said, Mr. Stark, why did you let my nephew go? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that's amazing. You know but what movie
0: we need to do? And, and this is a tell. movie The Birdcage. That
1: well, we yeah, we definitely I've been preaching about that for No, a, I yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we we like got to do the
2: version. the American version
0: or the French
1: version? The American uh, version.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like them both. We can
1: talk about both of them.
0: Yeah, but honestly, we could do both of them. Nathan the Lee and
1: Robin Williams.
0: Here's the thing. If you go back to movies from the 80s mm-hmm. that as a young man had a particular impact on you that the screenwriters might not have in, intended. Mm-hmm. Okay, do either of you remember the movie career opportunities?
1: I remember like with
0: Jennifer Connelly. Hearing about it, but a no very, I never saw it. a a 18 or 19 year old Jennifer Connelly. Okay.
2: It's not Ring a Bell.
0: Okay. It's uh I think it's a John Hughes movie, but it it sort of fell through the cracks. Like nobody remembers it. The the How's pl- it a John Hughes movie if she's not in high
1: school? Cuz Molly Ringwald well, wasn't in it.
0: Because um The, I think the, the guy who was the star, he was in high school Ah. and the, the plot is, it's totally absurd. It it was, this guy gets a job working at this mystical, magical place called Target.
3: Hmm. Because that
0: was back when Target was like, what the hell is Target? You know, um, Literally, it was like it was a big deal. It was like, what Target? That's a real store. Target is still mm-hmm. mystical. Yeah.
1: you go. You don't go to Target with a shopping list. Look, you go to Target like and it tells you what Walmart. you need.
0: Yeah, we had a Target growing up, and people used to actually come from other states to go to
2: Target. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah,
0: it was the
2: IKEA of the yeah. 80s. Mm-hmm.
0: But he is a uh, security guard at Target, and Jennifer Connolly is a rich girl who decides that she's just going to go and like, she's going to shoplift something or something like that. And she goes in and she ends up being trapped overnight in target with the guy who is the star of the movie and two bad guys. Okay. It's the eighties, man. That
2: actually sounds vaguely
0: familiar. Yeah. You've, well, th-
2: you probably similar,
1: seen it. Something there similar is happened. a
0: scene with Jennifer Connelly. Do you remember as a kid when you would go to like Walmart or something like that? And they had the thing you could put the coin in, and it was a horse, and the horse would just mm-hmm. sort of...
1: Yeah, the horse ride.
0: The horse ride. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly, white tank top, horse ride. Oh, for the love of God. Watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Still no Phoebe He's Cates. He's pointing at
1: Randy right now, listeners, not I, me. <laughs> I, I can't I, imagine I, that. I,
0: I would challenge that. <laughs> mm. you got to watch this Still scene, Still no man. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> well, Phoebe... Fast
2: Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. That was a <laughs>
1: Or even a caddyshack. What's her face walking um, uh, to the pool? The niece or oh, grand granddaughter or whatever in the high heels and lacy the underalls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> such a, a guy, great name. Yeah, uh, who hooks up with Chevy Chase of all people? Good God! But yeah, and see, I'm even trying to think about like back to they don't really do that for men in Hollywood, Randy. Because you're saying like the George of the Jungle thing. Right. That was the first sort of nonsensical movie that women could just go and enjoy something and be like, oh. Hi, Brendan Fraser, and just not pay attention to anything else. See, not not
2: not only was it just a purely physical thing, but but in addition to that, this article made the point um, was that he was a completely non-threatening male entity. Yeah. Yes. On top of like having this incredible physique. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that that does make a big difference because yeah, you can sort of turn off that. Oh, is he a predator radar? And then yeah, just actually enjoy looking at a guy. he lived Which in the women jungle. Honestly don't get he to lived
2: do. It, he grew up in the jungle without any supervision so he probably is a predator. I was about yeah. to
1: say like it, yeah. Yeah, he would be, he in reality sense, he would but... be
0: more like Christopher Lambert from Greystoke, The <sighs> Legend of Tarzan. Oh my god. The I best know. Tarzan <laughs> yes, ever. Yes, the best Tarzan that was ever made.
1: <laughs> As opposed to one of the worst Tarzans that was ever made with the love of my life Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, pass no, it but, over, but, pass but, it over. But but, but, <laughs> but they did a good job with that same idea of making him a non-threatening entity in the Skarsgård version because uh when margot robbie she's wandering to deep into the jungle and then one of the apes attacks her and alexander Skarsgård just like shields her with his body and it's like oh okay so yeah he's very strong and he can protect her and whatnot but he's not threatening to her right. specific like they it's funny how well with then women, wouldn't they have to women really, specific.
0: wouldn't women really be attracted to arnold in terminator <clears> 2
2: <throat> because he's He's going to protect you. Only John Connor. John Connor was a woman. Well, that's true. Yeah, he's going to let you everybody You got to get your die. man who
1: can do both. That's he true. understands yeah, he's going to let everybody go. Yeah, yeah. Come with me if you want to live. That's that's the extent of the emotional. Aren't context. those women's
2: feelings? I <laughs> thought that's what they were. <laughs> Hasta right. la vista. Baby. baby.
1: He called me baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> He so likes me. Oh my god! We're gonna last forever, you guys. I'm gonna write I his name totally in my binder. I totally die in that jacket.
2: <laughs> in your trapper keeper.
1: In my tra- In my hey, Lisa everybody. Frank notebook.
0: By the way, you know I've gone the entire episode not made one single. You have, I'm yeah, I not I proud. Gone,
1: Randy. <laughs> hey, everybody. He's giving you a look like he doesn't I, know what the I, hell, 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 hell you're talking about. So why don't South, you explain? Oh, it a little you bit. know exactly what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> I'm South Park. Nah. Oh.
1: See, hey so, so I've I've
2: gone, my name being what it is. I've gone through several iterations. In the eighties, it was Randy Savage.
1: Oh, I love it, like awesome. Macho Man Randy. Awesome. Savage. And awesome. In the, the late
2: eighties, early nineties, it was Randy of the Redwoods.
1: Hmm. All right.
2: Kind of, kind of Twin Peaks ish. James, you know, uh, David Lynch. Yeah. Well, no, Randy of the Redwoods was like MTV character. Oh shit! I don't yeah,
1: recall. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And
2: so it 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 it, it, ca- it has always carried with it. Um, the the brief period in which I lived in England, I completely changed my name because it just doesn't work in England. Raymond luxury When when you walk up to a woman <laughs> and say hi, I'm Randy.
1: <laughs> 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 that is so my bad. I know you are,
3: but
2: you're gonna have to buy me a drink first. <laughs> so so my name was John when I lived in England. Mm. Okay,
0: is that you, your middle you, name? You really spent a long time okay. thinking about that. Yeah.
2: No, no, I. Learned that very quickly. So
0: wait, your first name is John? Yes. And your middle name is? Randolph. I would totally always, I am John Randolph. Sa. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: when I become a professional novelist, yeah. I will be Jay Randolph.
1: Yes. you forget yourself, sir. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, well, oddly enough, my name has gone through its own variations, but not through my own machinations, unfortunately. Growing up, uh, my family came up with the brilliant rhyming scheme of Jader Tater, yeah. So that was there. That was one of them. See, um, when your
0: name is Jason, it's such a milk toast name to begin with. Nobody
2: can come <laughs> up with anything. And then in the '90s, when you were in that girl band, it was Jade.
1: Yes. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, the, put the Jade, accent mark on it. It's just Jade. It's a mononym. But no. Uh, <laughs> then it was cool to be Jade because of uh, Mortal Kombat. That yeah, one yeah, of the chicks, yeah. she had like fans or daggers or something. I can't remember which, but. She had boobs, I think. That's that's what I I recall. That's what I remember. Got it. But yeah, Darth Jader came in my restaurant years in college. (laughs) That was. I mean, how much have you had to drink? (laughs) (laughs) It's just phrasing. (laughs) Boom, phrasing first. Is that still a thing? Uh, We got to put it back in our conversations, guys. When are we going to reincorporate? Are we
2: seriously not doing phrasing anymore?
1: Phrasing first. Boom. Pam. So you were talking about. (laughs) No, I was just, I was given that name and it, I don't know. My, my, my name is morphed, but not because of where I've been or any decisions I've made. People have just sort of slapped me with nicknames. Well, see,
0: I've always been the person who showed up in every single social situation in my life. School, um, everything where there's already been an established Jason. And.
2: And there's so, there is always already an established Jason. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, always so that y-
1: only happened to me once. Uh, I actually bartended for a time at uh, Henry's Louisiana Grill out in Ackworth. And the, the guy who owns that place, his actual name is Henry. He's yeah. he's from Louisiana, so all the food is like really is authentic. That still open? It's fanta- yeah, it's amazing. Holy yeah.
0: crap, I gotta go there. I'm oh. from I'm from Louisiana. I would kill for You haven't property.
1: been? Oh yeah, we're taking you in a lane. It's going. Awesome. We're going. so um anyway, I bartended there for a while. And one of the things that was really funny is that they they already had a Jade. So they, she was a hostess, and they were like, you've got to be something else. I was like, well, what about <laughs> Jr?" And they were like, yeah, that works. So... I was Jr. and Henry. The chef comes in in the morning. And Who shot like, Jr.? No, that's oh my god, that's a you just ruined the punchline of my story. I did. Yes, <laughs> oh, because <shit. laughs> he walks in and I'm opening the bar. It's 10 a.m. and he he always wanted espresso with Trivia Sweetener, and uh, then uh, he wanted like sparkling cranberry juice and what he was very particular about his beverages in the morning. So he was like, JD. I need my beverages. And I was like, it's J.R., chef. And he goes, who shot J.R.? And that's how he remembered who the hell I was. There you go. So You it, know,
0: you made a memory. It's a thing. See, but I w- I've always been Mitchell, which okay. used to annoy the crap out of me until I realized that my grandfather, who I hugely respected,
1: was also Mitchell. He was always Mitchell. Nice.
0: And then I saw the movie Mitchell starring Joe Don Baker. There you And go. it was the coolest thing. And I'm like, yeah, Mitchell. I'm here for it. Even his name sounds like, is that so, a beer? <laughs> do you
1: all
2: remember the Uma Thurman movie, Jennifer Eight? Yes. I do not. Yes. Well, uh, that, that inspired the gentleman I went to high school with and myself. Because we knew so many Jennifers. We said, aha, we shall number them. I think Jennifer should be numbered. Gen one, I th- I, I think, in Gen fairness, 2,
1: <laughs> Gen 3. You know,
0: I've known a lot of Jennifers, and it's interesting you bring this up. And I've actually come to the conclusion that every Jennifer in the world is crazy. Every Jennifer you I've You just ever... called
1: our Don Pedro crazy. Oh no, Jessica, sorry. I'm a, sorry. No, no, nope, nope, my bad. I, I messed up. I messed no, up. I did not. Sorry. Yeah. Darth Jader messed up. My yep.
0: bad. Yeah. Uh, every Jennifer I've ever known has been batshit all the way, balls to the wall, crazy. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's in the name.
1: Um, I'm starting to wonder if it's you, because I've never <laughs> had any issues with Jennifers. I,
0: I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've dated a few Jennifers, all, all crazy. I've never dated yeah, a totally Jennifer, crazy. oddly enough. Yeah.
2: But, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: so, so how do the Jennifers typically that you have dated compare to the women not who are named Jennifer? Oh, far crazier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, far crazier. So yeah. you actually have a... Uh, oh, the, the, there's a scale.
1: He's yeah, got a scale yeah. for literally everything. Um, I, it's
0: something I do. Yeah.
1: Okay. So speaking of scales, we've gone back to the Alf and Seinfeld scale, Randy. So we've introduced you to that concept. Another scale that Jason has introduced with his other, other friend, Adam, which uh, who has the other, who's just Adam and who's the other, other Adam. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. Anyway, middle-aged Adam, <laughs> I think is his current label. Yeah. Is LJ. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Mr. LJ. Uh, Mr. LJ. He and Jason came up with, uh, why don't you tell Randy about it, Jason, since it's your invention.
0: Oh, the jelly scale. Yeah. Yes. We quantify jealousy. Uh, We wanted to come up with a standard unit to measure jealousy. And what we came up with is the jelly. And one jelly is the amount of jealousy that a person feels when they're at a restaurant with a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine you're at a restaurant and you're debating between two different entrees. And you pick entree A. Your friend picks entree B. When both entrees are put down at the table, you look at entree B and you go, I should have gotten entree B. <laughs> I'm jealous that is one jelly. One jelly. <laughs> <laughs> that is precisely one jelly.
2: See, that's on a scale, that's just a unit of
0: medicine. Well, that's the unit, and then, then the...
1: Well, I've asked for comparisons, because I was trying to grasp that myself, and I was like, well, what is the ultimate amount of jellies? Like, spousal murder? Well, and he was like, nah. <laughs> just damn. shrug that one up. <laughs> no, you said that. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: well, we were we we tried to come up with the the jelly equivalent of, like, water boiling, because, you know, like, Celsius... Sure. You know, okay, so it's zero, 100 is water boiling...
1: It's 211 degrees water steams at 212 water boils yeah (laughs) and
0: 213 it dances damn um (laughs) so the question is what is the jealousy equivalent of water boiling and Hmm. trying to do that in a way that doesn't involve you know whoopee
1: is same as stanley nichols to Bucks. (laughs)
0: I don't know. It's tough. It's <laughs> tough to say what 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 it what is what is it's the one hundred conversion rate? Yeah, what is that, the one hundred level I mean, of, of
2: jelly? So it sounds like any other unit of measurement. Like you can't have a cap to it. No, you can keep going. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I saw something the other day that, that blew me away. The temperature in, at the inside of the sun. Okay, if you heated a grain of sand to the temperature that exists at the inside of the sun, it would kill everyone within one hundred and fifty kilometers.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, there's, yeah. How jealous like, have you oh, felt
1: in your yeah, lifetime? That that is, that are is, we talking like uh, a
2: piece yeah. of kosher salt or table salt?
1: No, oh, sand. Oh, jeez.
0: Not salt, sand. Oh, sorry. Sand.
1: Yeah, yeah. school your ass. Because yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is all hypothetical anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, y'all are getting into such detail okay, but with this.
0: The, but so, I I don't know what the, what is the boiling point of jealousy
1: Animaniacs escaping from the WB tower. No.
0: Because <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'm just trying
1: to bring it back to the damn but show. Mayb- <laughs> well, no,
0: but maybe the boiling point of jealousy is like uh, being a prisoner and seeing somebody who's not a prisoner. Ooh. Uh,
2: a being. See, see the, see I the, still
0: think sex would be more interesting. The inherent problem, <laughs> though,
2: with that is that it's, it's well. going to be a subjective test, right? Well, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to objectify. Especially if we but start see, comparing you it. You won't yeah. be able to make it an objective test because we're dealing uh, nope. with, with human human behavior. And so, it may very well be the guy who chose wrong at the restaurant, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that is true. And And you have your
1: machine gun Joe's of the world who get tipped off for no reason. And he just slapped his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) and punches her. (laughs) Yeah, punches her, yeah. It's it's literally
2: like one, two, three bites to the inside of the Tootsie Pop, right? The world
1: may never know.
2: God, I love that commercial.
1: Well, and it's only going to get trickier if you start comparing it to sex, because... God knows, men and women can't agree on comparative measures in that category. No, no. Yeah, like I would say. Well, I I would. I would argue
0: that we could, but women just won't admit it.
1: This is true. I,
0: you know, we're just. Well, it's like I told you a long time ago. vocal about it. Come on.
1: Yeah. Well, and
0: I've seen Sex in the City.
1: (laughs) God. But it's like I told you a long time ago, like when, about when we became friends, it's, women never admit anything, especially when they start liking you. They actually just start talking to you every day and making sure that you're not hungry. Right. Like, <laughs> if women yeah. won't admit anything. They just start acting differently.
0: Yeah. No, That's no, no you're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: But, um, in fact, when,
0: when I was in college, I, I came up with an idea of a, uh, a card that you would, uh, when you went on your first date.
1: Oh, actually, hold on, guys, in case you didn't hear that rattling of a can, because we forgot to mention this on Adam Darby's second episode. That's true, we did. So let's take a second and talk about our very favorite brewing company. Darien Brewing. Brewing. We're coming up with they a jingle make for you beer. guys. It's probably going to have a John Kruger Melon Camp feel to it, as per our last episode, but. Yeah, so tonight, uh, Randy and I are partaking in the beer, uh, and I have gone back to my ever-favorite raspberry lemon goza. Randy, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Ridiculous thoughts.
1: Heck yes, we're both enjoying delicious gozas from uh, Variant Brewing. You know, the brewery in Roswell, Georgia, with the Stargate in front of it. So if you guys are about to enjoy uh, any time off soon, go visit Variant Brewing. They'd love to yes, see you and absolutely. tell them that Darth and Jason sent you. Cause we know our spies are telling us that you're visiting. So keep doing that. We love it. But going back to your point, Jason.
0: Yeah. Where were we? I'm not even sure. I don't even remember.
1: I don't know. We were talking about a show at some point called yes, animaniacs. Yes. Animaniacs. And, um, going back to one of the earlier closing points, thoughts, ladies. And yes. Gentlemen. Closing thoughts. Uh, Along with what Randy was saying earlier in the show, I actually found out that the average age of viewers for the show in 1995 was 25 years or older.
0: That makes total sense. Due to the
1: clever slash irreverent humor. So that was like a fifth of the viewers that were tuning into the show. And we've got to touch back on The Midsummer Night's Dream because some of the translation, it's uh, dot translating for Yakko as he reads Puck's final speech in Midsummer Night's Dream and just some of her comments are great and as we said Batman and Robin show up to yes. rescue them from a really angry pixie who's being chased Pepe Le Pew style by Wacko well, because uh, who sounds like Ringo Starr proving mm-hmm. the point
0: which I've said before that there is nothing that cannot be improved by the inclusion of Batman Batman yeah, yeah. It's,
1: this is the first time it's happened this is happened, the first time though. it's actually happened
0: you so many know, every times... movie I've ever watched for the past 15 years I've gone you know what this movie needs Batman, Batman. Well
1: it and it goes... find a movie that couldn't be improved
0: by Batman.
2: <laughs> Batman begins.
1: Well,
0: oh it had Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you can't improve it by adding Batman.
0: Actually weird. two Batman movies.
1: <laughs> anyway. Batman.
0: Would one be like evil?
1: But I know the
0: last one we did that with was Cinderella. <laughs> that was you know, when she's up in the tower yeah. and I went, You know what would make Frozen. this movie better? <laughs> and my wife Batman. just looks at me and she goes batman and i went yes batman the
1: new answer is rick and morty batman. just to yeah. throw her off the track
0: i'm so alone
1: no, but um there's two. the beginning of this little sketch of the yakko wacko and dot doing midsummer night's dream reminded me of our whole thing with much ado about nothing and did the you cry past in a year...
0: corner did you go and weep silently
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. especially after the stage nightmare i had the other night it's uh a but But like we mentioned, listeners, we met Randy last year in our first ever uh, go-around with Act One Theater for Shakespeare in the Park, which was a blast, and it was super hot with really heavy costumes and... Just so much commitment, outside. so much sweating. but So much sweating. <laughs> well, one of the things that you have to concentrate on with Shakespeare, and Jason and Randy can agree to this since they're both actors, with Shakespeare, there's not really a whole lot of summary. You have to really get the lines down when yeah. you're doing a Shakespeare show. And I thought of both of you, honestly, when I was watching this episode of Animaniacs, because at the beginning of the Midsummer Night's Dream, there's some narrator saying, Oh, here's Yakko with Midsummer Night's Dream from Shakespeare, as translated by Dot. Because if you're anything like Yakko, you don't know what the hell Shakespeare was saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: and it just...
0: If you're anything like most of the people who play in Shakespeare, you don't know what the hell he's saying.
1: Oh, no, because at one point, it, it, she stays with him at first, and uh, Yako says something like, If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended. And uh, Dot says yeah, if the actors in our show made you mad, it'll be okay if you look at it this way. And so she's kind of loosely translating and it's accurate at first, but then later on... Um... I, you know,
0: there's a part of me that thinks Shakespeare would really get a kick out of that. Oh, he oh, would. Because
1: yeah. this point, Yakko, if we have unearned luck now to escape the serpent's tongue, and Dot just goes, what he said. <laughs> it's just like, after a certain point, yep, that, that's kind of what Shakespeare starts Well, to I've like. said
0: before, you know, um, watching Shakespeare, um, because I... You know, the problem with Shakespeare is that when you're young, they make you read Romeo and Juliet, which is the worst thing he ever wrote. And Sincerely,
1: everyone who actually read the play. Well, seriously, (laughs) Romeo
0: and Juliet compared to Henry V or Hamlet or Othello or anything else, it's garbage. Um, And for some reason, they make high schoolers read this. And so you have the girls going, ooh, and the guys going, I hate this Shakespeare guy. And it's such a shame. I
1: guess they figure that kids will relate to the whole... Cause Starcraft they're young. lovers. Well, yeah, and, and they're kids. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, kids relating to kids. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, they're teenagers. They're moody. They're depressed. Let them read reading Hamlet. About, yeah, for
1: reading Christ's about sake. murder is like, yeah, what's really they get Yeah, them you know,
0: you know. But um, have you seen their Netflix histories? Yeah. Oh my
1: god, yes. let them read Titus Andronicus. But what
0: <laughs> I what I tell people is, if you want to watch anything, if you're not into Shakespeare and you want to get into Shakespeare, you know, go watch. You know, whatever you know, one of the Kenneth Branagh movies or whatever. Any one of them. But put the uh, the closed captions on. Yes. And don't feel bad about it. Just put closed captions on, and you'll if you'll actually understand about 50 60 percent more than you would have understood. Absolutely. Then just like reading subtitles. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And. Well, because Jason, you even said in our much-to-do production, there were these two little girls that ran up to uh, Adam Brown and myself after our first show, and they're the, these two sing- single-digit kids, and they're so excited to meet Beatrice and Benedict, and I was just amazed because they were so young. Yeah, they're like, "You guys, well, you guys so... killed it!" Oh well, thank you. You did. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. But you guys and were
2: so. One awesome. of those girls, yeah. Jason, spent the entire time with his ass in her face.
1: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, wait hang on no, a second. Th- what? That, that, <laughs> what? that was the first night where you as the the um the preacher was been we, Oh we had, no we had, I, My ass was in her face <laughs> that's, that's what I meant yes. to say Yes No
0: that's what he said <laughs> yeah. no, uh, and, I thought you said was, Her ass was in my face yeah. okay, No we, but we, we had on an on odd sex. row
1: We had an odd <laughs> yeah. row Of seats Yes we had a We were in a tiny Cramped black box theater And I don't think It was think a cramped, very good theater It was a very, was a very snug theater. Yeah. Like cozy theater But to that end We had such a packed house That we had to curve Seats along the wall that actually came on yeah, stage we, with us. Yeah, we eventually so, deleted.
0: We did delete those chairs for a subsequent Yeah, shows. so
1: the nine-year-olds weren't looking at Jason's ass uh, for thirty it's good solid f- minutes. It's good
0: for them. Show them what the future looks like. Hey, Georgie, like.
1: <laughs> <I've> got Jason's <laughs> ass down in the <laughs> sewer. That's, <but. laughs> that's not going to get no one. No one's
0: going down there for that. It started out <laughs> as a
1: sweet story, but it's like you said, Jason. When you get kids into Shakespeare at a young enough age, before they can go to school and be made fun of. for or being a nerd for liking Shakespeare well, th- or whatever. They're
0: not old enough to know they're not supposed to like Exactly,
1: it. but th- yeah. these two girls had obviously met that before, before the nerd stigma yeah, could be yeah. placed on them, so that was great. They ran out to Adam and I like were movie stars, and they were just like, we were so excited to watch you guys, and I was amazed, yeah, because they were so young and but they were so enthusiastic, yeah. and they they were they thought everything was real. That was what was really precious about it. They were asking us questions like, "Are you guys really together in real life?" And we're like, "No," but we were good at pretending, weren't we? Like they, but they were just these tiny little kids who were just so sweet to talk to. And one of them just grabs me up in a big hug, and they're like, can we have our picture with you? It was the sweetest thing that's I, that I've ever seen yeah, in my life. No, no, so I... it, it makes it worth it to actually learn all the lines, if that helps. But... And so
0: Shakespeare is very much like Animaniacs. Yes. Um, um,
1: so that being said... Let's get some final thoughts from our guest who chose the show. So, yes. Randy.
0: Yes, it's all your fault. After so all go this, ahead and
1: After all this rambling, <laughs> incoherent babble that you've Wait, had to suffer what, through. What show did I pick again? Um, I don't something with cartoon cats that look like Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it was Gar- Garfield. Are the cats
1: a uh, Zorp field, I believe?
0: No, it was the, what was the ripoff of
1: Garfield? Heathcliff. 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 Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, my grandma could never get those two straight. She'd yeah, be what? like, Jade, which one's the orange cat? And I'm like, there are two of them, <laughs> nanny. Like, there are two. Grandma, I don't want to.
2: Don't buy any more Transmorpher DVDs from the grocery store.
1: <laughs> but
2: you
0: love it. It's that show you watch. I've when a did you become an old Jewish lady? <laughs>
1: When did you become it in the sewer? (laughs) When you turn 70,
0: you start talking like this.
1: But yeah, I think part of the reason why we've gone off the rails, which we always do on this show, but... uh, Part of it is that we haven't done it's abuse. No, 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 But we haven't done a television show that's only 21 minutes and so long. Yes, we usually have a movie that's keeping us on track to some extent for at least an hour or two. so we do apologize if we we, went off the rails. We need
0: structure, (laughs) and we're not getting it. And I think it's about time to have that conversation. We're We're not adults,
1: but we don't even play them on our podcast. Yeah, we might get held back. um.
0: (laughs) That's the great thing, kids. When you grow up, they can't hold you back. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, Randy, our Don John, who we personally agreed is light years ahead of Keanu Reeves and every other Don John we've ever seen, uh, what are your final thoughts on this episode of yours? Because we've very much enjoyed having you on the show. Oh,
2: well, I've very much enjoyed being here. Thank you. Um, My final thoughts is that it's just, uh, I I literally watched Animaniac uh, this particular episode, Mm -hmm. and it's the first time I've seen the Animaniacs in can't even do math well enough right now.
1: That's it. Don't tell the <laughs> listeners how long it's been since you <laughs> left college. Many,
2: many, uh, many, many years. Many, ago. many years. <laughs> just, a few,
1: yes. just a few months.
2: Yes. Uh, if you were born the last time, the year, the last time I watched the Animaniacs, you probably can legally buy alcohol now. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was definitely a fl- blast <laughs> from the past, uh, and I very much enjoyed doing it. In fact, I, I was pondering, like, you know, watching all of the episodes again. That would probably not take too long at 20 minutes uh 20 minutes a pop but yeah they're... in any case it, it it obviously stands the test of time the the one episode i watched in detail was pretty funny like i very much enjoyed the mid- midsummer nights at the at the end yes. completely forgotten about that nice shout out to shakespeare yes yeah. and uh, just tied in well. and you know yeah it's a fantastic show Nobody's seen it. You should check it out.
1: So then officially, uh, on a scale of ALF to Seinfeld, with ALF being the worst and Seinfeld being the best, where would you rate Animaniacs on that scale? Because the whole point of it is that, you know, ALF, is, they're completely different, where ALF, you loved it as a kid, now maybe hate it as an adult, but Seinfeld being the exact opposite. So where where does Animaniacs belong on that scale?
2: I think Animaniacs very clearly falls... Um, on the Seinfeld side of that, uh, although, and, and probably a little bit further along than Night Court, not quite as right in the middle.
1: Okay. So like a little below Night Court? or A little above, above Night Court. Okay.
2: I... Night Court for being Night Court, yes, it is the best courtroom show, I say as a lawyer, that I've, that I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Just as Scrubs is the perfect hospital.
2: Um, But, but there is a certain, uh, there is a certain... Absurdity to Night Court that just doesn't translate quite as well as an adult as mm-hmm. the absurdity of Animaniacs, which is a cartoon. Oh
1: yeah, like the yeah. zaniness of this show is just—it's unmatched. Right. Well, it's uh, the Warner Brothers. You know, it's it's that classic
0: vlo- uh, vibe that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, I I still—it's it, funny because the show was on in '93, but to me, it was also a college thing because right. I watched it with my friends in college. I really didn't watch it as much as a kid. And so I was part of that, uh, I guess, that key demographic you mentioned. The 20, what was it you said, like 25 to...
1: Oh, yeah, the 25 yeah. and older uh, who who watched this. Uh, that was about a fifth of the audience base, apparently, when this show was originally yeah. on in 1993.
2: Well, it came on in 93, but there was five seasons, so it went through 98. <laughs>
0: Well, I gotcha. guess it was on the yeah, so it was on the air when I was in college.
2: So we might have actually been watching.
1: Uh, I'm just talking about the stat yeah. from that particular year. So yeah. it probably became an even bigger stat as the show went on. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, this I don't know what it was about the show, but it, it was never one of my favorites growing up. I I liked it for what it was, for what I understood it to be, rather because I didn't get how irreverent and clever the humor was when I first watched it. But you know, going back and watching it now, it's it's so much slapstick incorporated with so much like dad humor, and it's it's really cute. And it, some of it's just downright filthy. But the <laughs> the really out the really filthy stuff will come from out of left field, and then it's it's like a shooting star. Right. It happens really quickly. It's over, and then that's it. So it's just one of those shows that I can still appreciate. So yeah, I, I'd actually agree with your scale, Randy, that it belongs, uh, yeah, a little above Night Court because right? it stands up in a way that. I'm sure that this is like peeling an onion with this show in the sense that there are jokes that even now that I'm watching it, I'll probably get even more of them if I go back a few years from now and watch it again. So it's well, like sure. I'll pick up on something new every time I watch it.
2: N- the other challenging part is like you, you kind of hinted at this earlier, like we watched one episode out of 125 or Oh yeah, because
1: so. this was episode 25 just of season one.
2: Right. And so like the... the, the like. I really wish we could have done like in hindsight, you know, maybe a Pinky and Brain episode. But
1: know? hindsight is horrifying. That's
2: right. So, <laughs> uh,
1: hey Brian, what you want to do tonight?
2: The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try, try, try to, to take, take over, over the world.
1: world. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz am I incorrect in this? Did Pinky and the Brain ever get their own show or Oh yeah. Oh okay, I thought yeah. so. But oh, yeah. they started off in Animaniacs. Right? Did they
2: have their own show or did they take the the clips from Animaniacs and then just tie them together? Ooh, no, they, no, they had their own show. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I wasn't sure because I remember Pinky and the Brain very well. Uh, so it just, I, I couldn't remember. I was honestly surprised to see them on Animaniacs because I had forgotten that they got their start there. So. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's funny to get a blast from the past that way. So Randy, um, before we let you go, are there any upcoming projects that you would like to mention to our listeners to have them looking out for in, in the near future?
2: So unlike these guys, in addition to Shakespeare, I'd occasionally dabble in musical theater. And so I'm going to be in Mamma Mia.
0: Oh, very Very exciting.
2: I'm going to be playing Colin Firth.
1: Um, <laughs> um, he was in Bridget Jones Diary for those of you who don't know <laughs> I'm playing Collins Mr. Darcy
2: in Mamma Mia and it will be every weekend in September at the School Street Playhouse which used to be the coming playhouse make That's sure nice. you send us something that we can link to yes is at, there a website
1: yeah. that you'd like to mention now where people can read the latest and greatest yep
2: schoolstreetplayhouse.com I think but I'll need to double check that
1: Perfect. And if you guys would like to see Randy in our rendition of Much Ado About Nothing, you can still reach it at, at uh, uh, Alfa- it, Theater TheaterAlpharetta.com.
0: It'll it'll take you straight to the YouTube uh, where we have the, the video is on YouTube. Yeah.
1: Yes. So you yeah. can see not you can catch not just Randy, but myself and Jason as well in our rendition of Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. And uh, hopefully Randy will be joining us in the studio for future uh, projects and episodes that we've got coming up. So, Randy, is there anywhere on uh the social mediums where you would like anyone to find you?
2: Uh, no. Nah, it's it's answer. not that big of a <laughs> yeah. deal anyway. Yeah. Social, we found social yeah. media. He's yeah. like me, he's not he's it's, not. Yeah. That social media thing is going to last. It's just <laughs> it's, it's
3: just it's a phase. Flat, <laughs> flash, a flash in the pan. In the pan. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my. uh so that being said uh listeners you can always find us on our social media where hindsight is horrifying on instagram the most popular of the mediums. yes even Um, though it was
0: uh broken today yes um, i heard
1: i heard tell of that from you guys uh we are hindsight horror on twitter you can find us our page on facebook at hindsight is horrifying uh jason's never ever going to fix my email we get it you have email uh, but no, we don't have that anymore. It doesn't exist. Yeah, use so. social
0: media uh, to get to get in touch with us. I do have a Twitter and a Facebook. Don't use it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at uh, North Foggy. Yes. And uh, Darth, you don't have Instagram yet, but you you're gonna get Instagram. You need to get Instagram. You gotta. It's it's so much more fun. Hindsight
1: uh, is Horrifying talks about me uh, as often as I need to be talked about. That's true. So anyway, listeners, please just check us out on social media if you like. Uh, Australia, our love letters are in the mail, as always. Uh, We love you all. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you to all who have been visiting Variant Brewing. We appreciate that. Yes. Make um, sure
0: when you go to Variant Brewing, you tell them why you're there. Exactly. The bartenders know who Jader is. To drink yeah. beer. Yeah. Because yes. you want to get drunk.
1: Yes, and the bar it's it's cute because uh, besides Dragon Con, that's the most time I ever feel like an actual honest to goodness celebrity. I yes. walk in and they're yeah. like, Darth is here. What episode are we doing on the podcast this week? Mm. They actually get excited about it. It's uh, it's, it's, it's really awesome. sweet. So, uh, shout out to Michael and Patrick, two of my best buddy bartenders at Variant. Thank you guys for everything you do, along with the Curlings who own it. And uh, listeners, thank you once again for tuning in to our derivative nonsense. We appreciate it. You spending your drive time, office time, whatever kind of time you're really spending listening to this nonsensical idiocracy. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. This has been Darth Jader with.
0: Hindsight is. That's not your name. What?
1: <laughs> this has been Darth Jader with...
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about the name of the show. Sorry. Jason! Sorry, folks. Just pretend that didn't happen. And okay. w- We'll bleep we, we over just, it. Yeah, we, we, it's going to be a very
1: we'll long time. What did Darth bleep. and Jason bleep this week? And our very special guests are, please say goodbye to the listeners for us.
2: Goodbye, listeners. Thank- Randy Banfield.
1: Yes, goodbye. thank you, Randy. Randy! Uh- hey, everybody. <laughs> y'all have a good night. Before thank we you. before we kick it into high gear again, y'all have a good night. Thanks for tuning in and we will check in next week.